0: Have you ever seen the Great Valley? No. Well, how do you know it's really there? Some things you see with your eyes. Others, you see with your heart. I don't understand, Mother. (laughs) You will, my son. You will.
1: Assuming we just played some clip that's very sad.
2: <laughs> yeah. Is there any other kind? Are we recording? Is this the beginning of this episode? It could episode? be. Okay. It could be. Well, what are we? Who? What? What is Welcome. this? Welcome. Welcome. To. The Bluth. The whole Bluth. And, and nothing, nothing but, but the, the Bluth. Bluth. Oh, should we have done it with all our guests? I was just thinking, <laughs> but to coordinate that would take hours. But I mean, just because there are so many people. Okay,
1: wait. No, no, no. Welcome to the Bluth.
2: The whole Bluth. And, and nothing but the blues.
1: Oh my, oh my god.
2: god! What are all these people Just doing here? A whole room of people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so
2: this is probably the most people we'll ever have on.
1: Welcome to <laughs> the Lamb before time episode, the Ooh. happy Happy Jurassic June.
2: Oh my god! Yeah. By
1: the time this mm-hmm. is coming out, yeah, um, we have some very special guests. Yes. Uh, should we introduce we'll them? We'll introduce them now, and then yeah, we'll yeah. do the thing we're gonna do. To my left. In this corner in this corner. (laughs) The one, the only, the probably the reason why you're listening to
3: this
1: (laughs) is is Stephen, Ray, (laughs) Maurice.
4: Thank you for having me.
1: Um, also
2: host of Sea Jurassic Ride, in case yes. you didn't know, yes. which is dinosaur-related. So yeah, dinosaur.
4: just tendentially. It's more yeah. bird-related than
2: dinosaur-related. <laughs> uh, it's
4: a bird podcast. Also co-host of your other podcast, Sarah.
1: Yes. The percast. I always
2: forget <laughs> to mention the podcast <laughs>
4: And sometimes when dinosaurs are portrayed on screen, they make them act like cats. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how that's related. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: But, but well, 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 Stephen... Now you're on my podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the hoof for is one. on the other horn, or whatever, however you say that.
2: The horn is on the other foot. Uh, no. Yeah.
1: But no, uh, for anyone who's like never heard anything from either of us before, I've been on a number of, of your podcasts, and of course. we've known each other since college. I mean, z- 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 this is about star, time. Tree per- percast star, theme song. They star. hear you every week on the, <laughs> per-cast, <laughs> the percast, Dax.
2: Tree Star. That's tree Star. Tree star. What, what,
1: what? Okay, 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 okay. Uh, uh, okay. That's the safe Moving, word. That's the safe word. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, <laughs> to my right, the one, the only. I'm gonna let people introduce themselves. All right, take it away Tree from start us. X. <laughs> Uh
5: I am Christian Humes. Uh, I have a number of podcasts. I have a little podcast community network called Zeit Heist. Woo. uh And I guess um, I have video game show. A fictional character podcast called Ultimate Fictional Character. Oh yeah, uh, Stephen was on that. That yeah. was a lot of fun. That was so much fun. Um, it's uh it's a lot of, a lot of fun, and I'm very excited to talk about Lamb for a time because it's my favorite animated movie.
2: Yay! Uh, and you didn't have to deal with any of the recording technicalities <laughs> yeah it's it's
5: i gotta tell you as someone who records like three or four podcasts a week it was very nice walking in picking up a microphone and doing nothing else
1: <laughs> Yeah. a special thanks to steven on this episode for yes. bringing the equipment
4: that allowed us to record five people simultaneously <laughs> well this is i mean because a podcast episode we recorded also had five people last night So I literally just kept the bag and just this morning just picked it up and came over. Mm -hmm. So it was was nice. It was easy. It was fun. And our our
1: third guest, who was kind enough to fit this in very last minute, uh, the Grayson over in the corner, (laughs) would you like to introduce yourself?
6: Uh, My name is Grayson Kent. I've been a friend of Dax since we were in high school. Yeah. um, And I know nothing of podcasts. I'm not any sort of... Real animation person, but I am an actual paleontologist. Oh, that's so well, you know but a lot about that. cartoon. Well, that's because I hung out with you <laughs> I spent a lot of free time watching animated films. But, but you're bringing
1: the knowledge by which to tell us how everything in this movie is wrong. So
6: yeah, I'm here to scientifically rain on your parade. Uh,
1: yes, yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> Um, Uh, So do we want to read? uh, So
2: what's really cool, we want to start out by reading a few iTunes reviews. Yeah, we've got some
1: lovely feedback. Yeah,
2: thank you to everyone for leaving reviews and ratings. And if you want to leave us some more reviews, we'll probably read them again, read some new ones. Um, But let's read a few of these from Cat-Eyed Fox. It says, love every aspect of this show. From the movies to the hosts, I am here for it. (laughs) Dax has a great store of practical knowledge about the animation industry and true love for Don Bluth's films. Sarah is a a delight uh, who went to film school too and after watching all of the Bluth films 10 years ago is excited to watch them again from an older nostalgic place. Thank you. That's lovely. And then uh, Donut Holstein wrote... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you want to read that again?
2: Don- Donut Holstein. <laughs> okay, <laughs> said lovely. I love Don Bluth movies, and I'm so glad Sarah and Dax are doing this pod. So fun to listen to, and really well done. Oh, hey, thank you. Yay. And then we have one more review from Rookie Smile. Oh says wonderful, a great trip down memory lane. Yay! That's, that's
1: beautiful. Thank awesome. you, everyone. That's all we could really hope for. You yeah. Know. Um, well, thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving kind words, and um, let's let's get on with it because yeah. our last episode had a really really long intro. <laughs> Look, I don't
2: think it was. I don't think we talked for four hours, we, but I do. know. Oh, you mean my ten
1: minute story about getting on? Oh, leap, that was not the, that was Jan. in
2: the last episode. That was one before. That was oh right.
1: Oh, that <laughs> yeah. was two, up, okay, yes, two Dax, episodes. Okay, if ago, you haven't listened t- to
2: it, Dax told a very long story about getting Jan Tiersen tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the 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 composer for Amelie was here and did a concert and we went to go see him yeah. and it was lovely uh-huh. and that that's it all right So yeah. <laughs> the uh okay so right off the bat I just wanted to say I don't know why I thought I wasn't going to cry rewatching this uh, mm. uh, <laughs> yeah fair. Mm. like I I but and I had this weird thought where because with some of these it's been that feeling of almost like reliving a dream I had where I'll watch it again and like, Oh my God, this thing. And, but what I realized as soon as I, as soon as we were watching this movie again, I remembered every frame
2: Hmm. as we
1: were watching it. Like I just clearly in my head, it played back in real time and it was like, yeah, I I know this film and I, (laughs) I haven't thought about it in a long time. But
2: when was the last time, when was the first time you guys all saw it? And the last time you saw it,
4: uh, I mean, definitely when I was a kid, because uh-huh. we, uh, at least a few of us were born the year before it came oh, out. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then, obviously, I feel like this is probably, like, to tide kids over for Jurassic Park, you know, a th- <laughs> like, five years later. Yeah, it's the precursor to, to... Yeah, <laughs> five years later. And we yeah. should
1: mention, for those who don't know, Steven Spielberg was... Yes, executive
4: producer. Executive
1: producer mm-hmm. of this. George Lucas as well.
4: George yeah. Lucas yeah. was also involved, so... Um, but, I mean, you know, other than watching it for this episode, uh, See Jurassic Right, I watched it as well for, like, this kind of, like, late-night movie thing. So it's, like, you know, it's, like, 40 minutes just being, like, oh, God, this movie is so sad. Uh, but that was hits probably, you hard. Yeah.
1: it was And that. it hits you, like, Littlefoot's mom. That happens, like, 20 minutes in.
2: <laughs> which is about a third of the way through the movie. Yeah. Cause it's we'll, and we'll like talk like about the length. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Which is and this is the shortest, yeah. I think, of the Don Blue features.
2: Well, Yes.
1: For interesting reasons. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, how about you, Christian? Um, I mean, pretty much same as Steven. I believe
5: we're 1987 or yeah, so yeah, over here. So yeah. like Jurassic Park's the first movie I ever remember seeing in theaters. Yeah. And I know I had seen this prior to that. Uh-huh. Um, I've watched this movie at least once a year. Wow. Like, wow. As long as I could remember. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I do that with almost all of like my favorite things. I make sure to watch Jurassic Park once a year. I watch this once a year. I try to watch all of lost every year. Last year was the first year I didn't do it. And I feel <laughs> like I betrayed someone by doing that. So, um, but yeah, JJ uh, Abrams,
2: he's very sad right yeah. now.
5: <laughs> um, and I had, I had like a, a huge, and it's like one of the few things from my childhood. I wish I still had, I had like a big little foot stuffed <gasps> animal. A oh, oh, wow. wow. was like, it was like, it was like, <laughs> <right now>. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, it was like, Maybe, like, two feet tall, like, wow. standing up. It was, like, one of those, like, suits, like, wow. I would, like, cuddle with so it was with little it. feet yes, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, though. A little two foot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but, <laughs> Grayson, <laughs> Grayson, how about you? <laughs>
6: well, I'm from 87 as well, and I remember seeing Jurassic Park in the theaters three times. I don't remember specifically the first time I saw Land Before Time, but it would have been sometime as a kid at home. Um... I actually watched it a couple hours before coming in the <laughs> to refresh myself, but before that I don't actually remember the last time I had watched it. Probably sometime in college would be my guess. Probably yeah. with you, Dax. Maybe. Well,
1: we rewatched All Dogs, which we, was. We watched
6: a lot of Don Bluth. Oh, yeah,
1: and that, that was that was a fun experience. I don't even know if too. I could watch that movie. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to.
6: <laughs> oh God, Dax and I just tore that apart we, when we watched. We,
2: we, 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 You're we, not as big a fan of All Dogs. I like, I. We will no, talk about no, no. All Dogs. Like let All Dogs
6: me. go to
1: hell, dude. <laughs> 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 I, that
2: was my. That's a hot take. No, that's my favorite Don Bluth movie, and I'm saying it now, having not seen it in like 10 years. I like
1: a lot of things about all dogs, but I I see things. Anyway, this isn't about all dogs yet. That's next (laughs) time. Dogs had not
2: evolved
6: by the time this
1: movie was going (laughs) on. Dogs were long ago, (laughs) Uh, 65 million, however many years before dogs.
2: But I guess I'm the oldest person in this room. I don't remember seeing this in the theater either. But I know that I watched it a lot as a kid. I just remember it being a favorite movie. Like, it, it was my favorite Don Bluth movie as a kid. And my mom found a photo of oh, me yeah. and my brother holding little Sarah toys that I think were from like <laughs> Pizza Hut. Because I looked it up. I was like, what were these? They're from Pizza Hut. You can get them for like a dollar when you buy a pizza. So, uh, yeah, it was my, like, one of my favorite movies. And then, but I haven't seen it yeah, since... Yeah, we'll post
1: that photo, by the way. Yeah, it's like, great. 10
2: years ago, I, <laughs> I watched all the Don Bluth films. And I remember thinking, like, oh, I'm excited for Land Before Time because that was my favorite movie. And I didn't remember much about it. And I was watching it, and I was like, why am I sad the whole time? Like, why- oh, yeah. this was my favorite movie as a kid. <clears throat> why don't I enjoy this in the same way? Which
1: is interesting, because when I was younger... I Okay, so... In in my older days, Secret of Nim* became kind of my favorite Don Bluth movie. Mm. But when I was a kid, hands down, it was The Land Before Time. Mm. And I watched this movie countless times. Like I I couldn't tell you a number because it was just one of those films. <laughs> where always on, yeah. I always would want to put it on. But looking at it now, it's like, I, remem- I remember that I was scared by it when I was a kid, too. Sharp it's very <laughs>
6: harrowing. It's yeah. dark and it's intense. And the characters are in... Mortal parallel times, and most they're sc- of the film. and yeah. they're, they're screaming for their friends and for help. So it's it's not just like that, yeah. It's intense, yeah.
1: it's like, and it made me question, like, why, as a kid, despite the fact that it yeah. was so scary, was I so drawn to wanting to watch it over and over well, again? Well, I don't remember Kids it, I didn't remember dinosaurs.
2: I think it's just that, yeah. Yes. Kids. Kids
1: love dinosaurs, but I'm
2: not yeah. a dinosaur person. I but I I really liked the character Sarah. I think because she just has the same. Really,
5: name
2: as me. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be it. I <laughs>
5: thought it was Sarah until oh, I was like oh, twelve. Yeah. I just yeah. th- I just always well, thought C- it was Sarah. It's C E R A, right? Yeah, C- That's yeah. it. Which C-
6: makes which a lot of the sense. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah Petrie's derived from you know Pteranodon and pterosaur Right. So uh, nobody thinks about. Uh, that.
1: Sarah, <laughs> Sarah apparently um, that was uh, George Lucas's idea that he wanted that he wanted to make it a female. Uh, dinosaur and uh it was originally going to be a male triceratops named bamboo oh I'm Bambo. so glad <laughs> it's not which Bambo which I think is because they Bambo. were partly looking at Bambi. Yeah,
2: but that's so obvious. Yeah. Bamboo like
1: too obvious of a thing. <laughs> but like yeah so that's also
6: stupid. Yeah it is, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> St- but uh, Steven Spielberg I think had come to Don Bluth and they mm-hmm. said like they he wanted to make Kind of a version of Bambi, but, but with, with dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Yeah. was yeah. one of the genesis of this. Oh, wow. And idea. they didn't
2: want it to have any dialogue either at first.
1: Yes. They yep. were originally going to be silent,
4: like The Rite of Spring, <laughs> which I had playing before we did this podcast. I really like, did like, a, uh, like an appetizer of sadness. Yeah. Of now, were they
6: going to have like sound effects, not dialogue, but like say like animal noises? Yeah. I think it, it was going to be. Rite of Spring. Has no Foley effect. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, so, it's, it's basically a music video. So, so th- would this have been more like, say, Planet Earth without the David Attenborough? Yeah, Aaron that's a good girl?
2: question. So, I'd for those I assume th- it would have had like Foley sounds. Well,
1: for those who don't know, uh, The Bright of Spring is the Igor Stravinsky piece that was used for the original Fantasia. And that was apparently, and I'm assuming, I believe that, that was the first time, something... well, it was
6: one of the first time dinosaurs were depicted in film. Yes. And there was a, f- a lot of paleontologists. That's what inspired them, that sequence. Yeah. Oh, and wow.
1: def- you can tell that they looked at it for, for Land Before Time. Like, it's... to oh, me, yeah. It's Designs really... Designs are... Well, the squared-off yeah.
6: shape of, say, you know, the sauropods' muzzles in this, it's very much, I think, an homage to yeah. that. Even the yeah. sort of muted color scheme. Yeah.
1: Very similar. Yeah, very similar palette looking. In fact, like, the whole prim- primordial feeling of it is very similar to the beginning of, of Land Oh, oh yeah, the time. underwater oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> which also, the bubbles at the beginning of this also reminded me, of course, of Mewtwo Strikes Back, Pokemon the yes. first movie, which has the bubbles floating up in the water yeah. with Mew swimming. <laughs> Of course. Well, How could you know, we not make this connection? Well,
4: somebody <laughs> was saying that technically you could say uh Detective Pikachu or Me Too Strikes Back is It also co- similar to that. Well, but it's also similar to Jurassic Park in that they're <laughs> taking a fossil of a of an extinct yeah, Pokemon and bringing it back just like Jurassic oh, Park was but but, but which like by by flies
1: away.
5: There are scenes in this that are like shots are taken f- in Jurassic Park like from this. Yes. There are shots in this. I'm like, oh, they did that exact thing almost well, in one, Jurassic
1: Park. One of our yeah. listeners pointed out the eye opening, which was sort of...
2: Oh, but then they, point out, they pointed out in Secret of NIMH. Uh, in Secret of
1: because N- N- the cat's eye yeah. dragon mm-hmm. opens. They probably
6: reuse that frame. But that is very... You mentioned that. The, just the biggest difference, though, in this one, it's got the cat pupil. Yeah. 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 Whereas yeah. in Jurassic Park, it yeah. just constricts... Yeah.
5: But there's also like, yeah. like when the T Rex is chasing them, them in oh, like yeah. uh-huh. the bramble and they're under it and it's just like with the car. And then when they're in like the T Rex footprint with it's just like with the eggs and yeah. like there's so many scenes that are in Jurassic Park, there was like Steven Spielberg went back and Is watched that, yeah, Time like more than most like, oh, Jurassic oh, Park you see to this. me was
6: when the sharp tooth jumped on Littlefoot's mother's back. To me, that was very reminiscent of at the end of the first. Oh draft part yeah, when the oh, raptor into yeah. 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 the fight with you know the T Rex grabs the first raptor and yeah. the second one comes running and leaps onto its neck. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's
1: clear that this movie l- was the forerunner of a lot of a lot of the ideas that came later. Um, so do we want to talk a little bit about maybe like some of the history and yeah. and, and behind this? What, yeah. what findings have um, you, Sarah?
2: <laughs> well, the first place I always go when I'm looking for information is a website called Wikipedia. Oh, no. <laughs> Are we doing <laughs> the what, what? depressing what? fact first? <laughs> so... Uh, well. Eh. Or are well we we just have, skipping I have that. Other stuff, We have other stuff. But you start okay. there we'll and then get you to go. That. Yeah, Don't worry. Okay. yeah, there's there's more. But uh basically it's a nineteen eighty-eight animated adventure drama film. Ooh, adventure uh, <laughs> drama. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's executive produced by Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Kathleen Kennedy, and Frank Marshall. So big big hitters <laughs> big deal um, well it certainly <laughs> is a dramatic
6: film yeah
2: uh and yeah so spielberg wanted to do a film similar to bambi but with dinosaurs and wanted no dialogue but then eventually they're like oh kids aren't going to be able to follow this or pay attention um and also it was severely edited to be less scary that was another spielberg yeah, so kind of
1: this was interesting to find out that apparently around 10 minutes that's a lot to remove. From an animated film is a huge amount of time. Ten mm-hmm. minutes? Around ten oh, and it was, minutes, it was fully what did animated? they take yeah. out? Oh. It was scary stuff with, with T-Rex with Sharp Tooth.
2: Yeah, the T Rex attack sequence and se- uh, Did she get more of chunks of bitten out of her? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. I think there was uh, sequences of the five young dinosaurs in grave danger and distress. Um I mean that was already pretty yeah, graphic. If it you look was, at yeah. if you look at the
6: shadows, you can see little chunklets flying oh, yeah. off. Yeah. Her neck There's some is conflicting visibly stuff
5: that. to how much of it was actually animated. Some of it was, mm. but I believe like the runtime was supposed to be at 100 minutes and it's 89. Wow. No, it's, no, it's, it's 69. 69. Eight, okay. It's 80, Whatever was this, it's, yeah. it's 69 it was it's 69 like, minutes. Yeah. It was like totally it, it ended up like
1: at a flat but even you, number whatever it was. was so it was It was supposed to be yeah, it was supposed to be around eighty minutes. Yeah, And yeah. it got cut down to about sixty nine minutes. minutes, which so. is nice. the same
2: runtime as Bambi. Yes. right. Which makes you like, which makes you think that like, Steven
1: Spielberg was maybe being a little. Yeah, he's like, I o- want this
2: to be exactly like OCD Bambi. Come on, about the time.
1: Um,
6: All these studios compete with each other so intensely to the point of ridiculousness.
5: So <laughs> there's great like YouTube clips for people that have like because they yeah. have like frame cells like uh-huh. from stuff that they don't have animated scenes, so they've like reconstructed what or it would have looked boards. like. Or, yeah, they take. You through
1: the storyboard, so you can find. We'll we'll link to a few of the videos that have been done of that. Because also this
2: says POV shots of uh, sharp tooth snapping jaws were deleted, but there already was one for sure in it. Yes, and they took some out. And that's what I was
1: thinking is like even removing as much as they did, it's still terrifying. Like it's still scary now. And as a kid, I don't know if there was a thing in a movie that frightened me more than the sharp tooth. Mm. No, it's one of the worst things. It's 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 like how did you think that this wasn't going to like terrorize uh, <laughs> yeah. children? So in a weird way, I don't know whether to agree with Bluth or, Stil- or Spielberg on this because he's, Spielberg was kind of right. I think if there was too much of it in the movie, it m- would have maybe been a bit too much for, for kids. Maybe.
2: It seems as some screams were revoiced using milder exclamations. <laughs> 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 like, eh, eh. Yeah. Yeah. I, eh. I think they
5: did animate the death, Mm-hmm. Like I think that was done. And then the other scene that I think they've said they actually animated was when Littlefoot like originally finds the Great Valley on his own. like he left, finds it, and then goes back. Oh, that's right. right. they re I think they restructured those were the too. but there's that whole Doesn't scene with him and, like sense. a snake. It's like action that predates like the action with the T-rex where like like young Littlefoot comes across like a snake. and it's a very like cartoony like, Devilish snake that's like trying to outsmart him. It's like a predator, and oh, Littlefoot's mom comes and saves him. Like mm. that whole sequence, it doesn't seem like was ever. Did she just step animated. on the snake? <laughs> they just, could. They have like storyboard pictures from it, and the snake looks just like a Don Bluth cartoon snake. Like they could have ripped him out of a different movie. Oh, like wow. he looked. It you would
1: just mm. see the face. and I'm glad and they recognize took that it. out. That was yeah. not needed.
6: Yeah. And it would have distracted people, I think, from the dinosaurness because people gone, would have gone, oh, it's a snake. Right. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot. No, of... it's a recognizable thing. You, if you watch the dinosaur documentaries on like Discovery Channel, you don't see right things like like that usually.
1: There's a, it's interesting. There's a lot of vignette kind of scenes in this movie that go on for a little while. So I could mm. see that maybe having kind of fit, but then yeah, it probably just. It slowed it down too much, I assume.
2: Um, I do have an article. It says a Land Before Time original uncut version. It's on lostmediaarchive.fandom.com. <laughs> Don't know what that is, but uh, <laughs> it basically explains yeah, it was originally to have a running length of 80 to 82 minutes, but was cut down to 69 minutes due to the, remo- the removal of various scenes that were deemed either too frightening or too difficult for <laughs> children to understand. Against Bluth's witch- wishes, a grand oh. total of 19 fully animated scenes were cut from the film before wow. release. Wow. That is,
1: yeah, for those who don't know, that is a huge <laughs> yeah, number of scenes. To cut something
2: that's fully done, you don't do an animated For somebody who's storyboard. not
6: in the know how, how many scenes is an
1: animated film typically? Well, because, well not so much in scenes, but like. Okay, that's a good question, though, because like a scene, you say a that, scene that's is a, a shot. big chunk
6: and you say, oh, that's 19 scenes. I'm it's saying, a 69 minute movie. Yeah. What percent of I,
1: that? I'm saying it more based on the time of it being around 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but like. Be, but a scene, technically, uh, some would say, is like. For every new framing, that's a scene. So, like every time a background is different, is a new scene. Mm. Like it, but like a new shot, a new a new camera angle. Yeah, because then you have to you have to start kind of over in terms of the animation process okay. for every new scene. Because
6: the, the timing thing makes sense for, like I said, someone who doesn't understand some of this jargon. You know, it was supposed to be 80 minutes and now it's, you know, 69 minutes. That's like, okay, that's a big chunk of time but taken out. But it when is. You're, you know, when you just hear 19 scenes, it's just, well, are they, yeah. you know, 10-minute scenes? Is each scene like, you know, an episode yeah. of Game of Thrones,
2: a big and epic? Or <laughs> yeah, are they yeah, little,
1: yeah. you know,
6: quick little, you know, oh, we could we, should cut the scene you, you anyway you could
1: assume like that any scene maybe it could be 10 seconds it could be a few
2: minutes yeah it's
1: like 15 percent of the movie it wouldn't be a few minutes that'd be a lot <laughs>
4: that's true yeah it's it like
1: 18% of the movie on how long <laughs> it's, what it's a lot constitutes
6: a scene in an animated film or am i asking a dumb question i don't think I don't there know. is a limit there's yeah. not really
1: i mean it's really just how long can you make one shot continue and um, that it gets harder and harder in animation because it just you have to keep going on the same shot. There's, there's a long shot in Anomalisa that uh, impressed me that goes on for like oh, a couple minutes. Oh, the one that goes up the elevator? Yeah, where he goes up the elevator and I <laughs> all I could think about through that the whole shot was just, they animated. this took them a long time <laughs> yeah. to do because it, there's no cut in it. Um, so, um, it's just harder the longer it gets. They
6: that, asked, makes some, <laughs> that makes some <laughs> sense. Thank you for the clarification. They,
2: they did ask also, Gary... Also, I realized uh, that sounded weird <laughs> out of context. They asked Gary <laughs> Goldman... <laughs> <laughs> they <Anyway>. asked Gary <laughs> Goldman about it. And so he's a, you know, a producer on the film so he knows and he said though it was approved at the storyboard stage. It was a, at a screening in April and May of 1988 just 6 months before completion of the film with just Don, John, Me, Steven and his first wife and George in one of the small 30 seat theaters. The problem is that when it was edited cutting 19 scenes out including audio by one of Steven's favorite editors at Pinewood Studios in England, it was mainly the T-Rex shots of full headshots with wide-open mouths attacking into the lens of the camera at the child dinosaurs as they took cover in the briars. However, it was less than a minute lost, sections of the T-Rex attack and the kids. Stephen and George both felt that these scenes would have triggered an audience of four- and five-year-olds crying and having their mothers and fathers holding them in their arms in the lobby, waiting for a safe time to take their kids back to their seats. Those cuts remained. The tiny shortcuts were taped together and rolled, and we took them back to Dublin." Uh, we never saved the prints or the negatives for these scenes. All were animated and cleaned up, many of which were in color. The additional 10-plus minutes of cuts came after we finished the film. Stephen and the same editor, who had been fast-tracked to get a green card to move to Burbank and work with Spielberg there <laughs> in Amblin on the Universal lot on other projects, Stephen continued to edit the film to be sure it would not disturb parents or their children. I believe we delivered an 80- 80 to 82-minute film, including all credits. The final edited length was 69 minutes, the same as Bambi. And that's what Gary Goldman said. Wow. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. It's Mm -hmm. weird because it's not like Jurassic Park isn't terrifying. Yeah, you know what I mean. You talk
6: about dinosaur movies that scared kids. The one that scared me, Jurassic Park. I remember seeing that in film in theaters. I mean, three times when it came out. I was five years old, and every single time one of the carnivores came on screen. I hid my face, because yeah. and I was five, so I thought, oh my God, they got some crazy trained animal. I didn't realize it was a robot. <laughs> you know, you're five years old, you believe what you see on the screen. I also remember the first time I saw it from the safety of my own couch, watching the lawyer get eaten off the toilet and going, I don't remember yeah. this scene, and my dad looks down at me goes, you were hiding with your face in my lap. <laughs> so I don't know, I mean, I don't know anyone who said, you know, the lamb for time... Sharp tooth things Oh, that's what traumatized me, scared me most. Everyone talks about how that's a scary, horrible scene, but I've I've never heard it portrayed in such that traumatic
1: sense. Mm. But maybe not, know, it was. Not as ba- yeah, I would say Jurassic Park is is more so a scary. Yeah. Thing well, also
6: part children. of it with Jurassic Park, the T Rex had that great roar that has since become a stock dinosaur roar. <laughs> yes, where <laughs> right. you look at that and it's what they made up for that. And in this one. There is no real sequence of that sharp mm. dude standing there posturing with the mouth fully agape and it bellowing right. out, yeah. out, you know, saliva dripping off the fangs <laughs> and whatnot.
4: Steven, do you know what the roar what consisted of? The, the roar in the Jurassic Park? For, I mean, for the T-Rex. I mean, you know, you can, you can watch special features of Gary Rydstrom, like, playing, like, <laughs> samples and stuff together. And I think that roar was, like, a mix of, like... I mean, I don't 100% know correctly, but it's like, you know, camel and elephant and tiger. And it's not so much taking the whole thing. It's like maybe taking the base. They used a lot of
6: elephant. They used whale. The deep oh, wow. growls are alligator, and there's lion. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh,
5: lion cool. was only yeah. I
1: the only one The velociraptors
6: were mostly marine mammal. It was yeah, walrus and
1: dolphin. Uh, huh. I'm curious huh. what the roars were for, for, for this, this movie. movie. Well, so, It'd be interesting to find
4: out. My, my question to you, because I know on this podcast, you guys love to watch all the, to <laughs> the behind the scenes, but <laughs> uh-huh. my Blu-ray has nothing. Yeah, we have Not, n- nothing. Mine neither. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, so that's what the shame is. Is
1: like, even though maybe yeah the final cut of this film maybe flowed better and maybe was more appropriate for kids for what got removed but it would be nice if there to was see, uh, some kind of capsule of just showing being able to show us what the stuff was that was removed well because, because
2: this was Spiel- this is Spielberg's version and that's why and I think uh, we haven't mentioned it yet on this episode but we've mentioned that Steven Spielberg worked with Don Bluth on An American Tail yes,
1: this is their second film together second and last yeah so this was enlightening because we kind of wondered like why did they part ways And at first, well, go ahead.
2: Well, no, just officially it wasn't that they didn't get along. It was just that other opportunities arose for them to do other things separate from each other. But I think officially, like, I think unofficially they didn't get along. And especially with George Lucas now in the room, like, can you imagine? Oh, I did. um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, guys, it's George Lucas. He's here. Uh, (laughs) Um,
1: Uh, uh, Make that for a girl. Okay. (laughs) Um, I, I so
6: <laughs> Did you know that Sarah went on to be that sick Triceratops in Jurassic Park when she was older? <laughs> I did oh, not. That's, that's, so, that's how she got that's the role. That's so she interesting. Had an in. you know, <laughs> See, they were cast. like, we need a Triceratops. It's like, you know, I know somebody.
1: This is why it's so hard to get into the industry.
6: Like, you <laughs> you got to have a contact.
1: You
4: gotta, <laughs> so, um, it's who
5: you know. So- when Jurassic Park was coming out, because I was five at the time. I remember my parents arguing. So my mom was like, "He's too little to go see this in theaters," and my dad was like, "No, he'll be fine." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like he ended up winning out, and we went. My mom like didn't want to go, and it turns out it's like her favorite movie. Of course, uh, if you read
6: the books, they are incredibly graphic. Oh yes, they are. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. intestines all over the floor. But um, yeah.
5: when when the Triceratops, and I only know this. Like I don't remember this happening, but I only know this because this is something. My it's like one of her favorite stories. But when the Triceratops came on in the middle of the movie theater, I yelled out, "It's Sarah!" I
4: was like, "Oh my <laughs> god, that's hysterical! That's amazing! <laughs> I that love it! That is so uh, amazing! Worth it!" Yeah.
2: Well,
4: I, I was going to ask that's really quickly so funny. because there is five of us here. I was yes, like, oh man. So and there's five on the team. I'm calling Whoa. them the team. So I mean, you're well, Sarah. Sarah. Wait, are, why are, are they Sarah? the D team because they're dinosaurs? We? Wait, hold
1: on. Hold on, though. Should we get through the rest of oh, our. Yeah, yeah, yeah. our oh. Is this story? the Land Before
6: Team? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, no, I just have one thing I just want to mention because while it might be difficult for Don Bluth and Gary Goldman to work with George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, uh, there's an article that we'll put a link to uh, was, where, it, huh? was John
1: Pomeroy also. Yeah, John Pomeroy on also. Yeah, okay. I believe
2: so. Um, there's an article called The Land Before Time Screenwriter Explains How He Made a Generation Cry. Uh, <laughs> but there's a, a, a quote in here, and it says. Uh, he basically got brought on because I think Steven Spielberg... Yeah, Spielberg and George Lucas asked him if he would like to write a dinosaur movie for them. When somebody asks you that question, you say yes. <laughs> oh, oh, his name, by the way, the writer is um, Stu Krieger. Oh, and at the beginning of this article, they talk about how uh, his son was watching The Lion King... And he was outraged. He's like, dad, they totally ripped you off because they say the circle of life in that movie. And then he, I thought about that too. Yeah. The great circle of life or whatever. Um, but anyway, his job was simple wrangle these disparate ideas from scratch and turn them into a story with characters and heart. Sometimes that meant running back and forth between working with Spielberg and Bluth, two men used to being in charge of a project, and sometimes that meant participating in spirited creative debates between Bluth, Spielberg, and producing legends Kathleen Kennedy, Frank Marshall, John Pomeroy, with Lucas chiming in remotely over speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody would get very heated <laughs> Somebody would get very heated and go, No, a dinosaur wouldn't say that, Krieger says, laughing. Well, a dinosaur wouldn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, so for that's those, great so
1: we brought it up on the american tale episode but essentially when they were approached to make the sequel um because they originally did come to don bluth to, to make the sequel to american an american tale and they wanted them to make it for three million less than the budget mm-hmm. of land before time which was 12.3 million dollars mm. so they wanted and I think was that expensive
6: back then for yes. an animated film?
1: Uh An American Tale had been done for about 9.6 yeah. uh-huh. or 9 million, was yeah. something around it was that. Yeah. 9 million. So uh that they wanted to they wanted Yeah, okay, I remember. It was 9.6 million for An American Tale and they wanted them to make the second one for $9 million.
2: Five Will Goes West, yeah. Or which whatever is, it would have yeah,
1: been. Yeah, it, whatever it would have been called from them, but they wanted American Tail 2 to be made for even less than both of these films were made, mm. which is insane because Land Before Time made $84.4 million in box office. Mm. It They had the money to give them a bigger budget to make another movie, but it ended up costing them $25 million anyway to make... Five will oh, goes west and *Lamb so. Four Time*
2: beat <laughs> Oliver and Company at the box office. They came out the same day, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
6: That's a fairly forgettable Disney movie, to be honest. <laughs> yeah.
1: People don't really talk about that. No, one. they don't. Except for Billy Joel is a dog, for. Oh.
6: was he the Dodger? The,
1: the dog. The Dodgers. The Dodge. The, wait. The main dog. Oh. Yes. Because Oliver was a cat. Yes. Yeah. The, no, Billy Joel's the dog in that.
5: The
6: success Why of
5: *The Lamb Four Time*. Yeah,
6: that's the Dodgers.
5: And how? like, mistreated this franchise. And I don't, I'm not even talking about the sequels, but there is no, like, actual even HD scan. Like, the HD version on Blu-ray that you can get mm-hmm. is basically an up-res DVD transfer. They've never gone back and actually done, like, a 4K high-quality transfer.
1: They, I mean, it looked, it looked higher it's, quality. It's
5: really... So, like, they... I don't think that it's like a real rescan because everything... It's not a good rescan, but
1: I think it is like a little bit higher res than what the DVD was. Because
5: the Blu-rays came out in 2015, I believe, and at the time, all the new releases they were doing, they were starting to do like even... Ultra HD stuff, mm-hmm. and they were going back and rescanning it. Whereas with *Land Before Time*, they just put out a 1080p version. It's it's very grainy. like it's, yeah. it's weird. We I thought a, it didn't
2: look great. We like, actually look amazing. A, I I didn't I didn't I don't usually notice that kind of thing, but and we did have to change some settings. on Yeah, my we TV. actually did
4: <laughs> change settings on your TV just to like make you it. Didn't watch work. it on VHS. You've Maybe got I three have, here. I have no, my original here. VHS. Talk about fossils
1: sitting here. And Sarah, Sarah, uh, do you want to reach for the the pla- big plastic VHS which I found cover. So no, I found this one at the goodwill. It is a oh, Spanish it's version. It's one of those
6: crushed. Pl- I remember when VHSs came in those boxes.
1: It is a. I found this for two bucks. It is a or one dollar. It's a Spanish version, which is La Tierra Antes de Tiempo, and it <laughs> just is like uh, yeah, it's the same. But this is one of the big annoying plastic uh, earth killing covers <laughs> that. Uh, but I thought that that was a cute. <laughs> nace una
4: nueva aventura Ooh. los Ooh. dinosaurios <laughs>
1: <laughs> well in it- but but wait so I'm, I'm, am I blanking Does it, is there a scene where they're walking across the log like that across the in the movie Well no, that's li- from the Lion King, King, King. King. <laughs> yeah I <did laughs> okay. right. am I forgetting like did this
2: happen uh, no it didn't happen it's I don't this think this there's is, any
1: this uh, is a not no that looks <laughs> very much
6: like the Hakuna Matata scene yeah. <laughs> with the exception of the villain staying there going I'll nope. get you kids next yeah, yeah, time yeah, yeah. my
4: favorite part of this no, cover is, kind of shaking
6: his face. <laughs> yeah, is this the T-Rex with it's little arms and it's funny because the guy had small forearms and it's not impressive when I do that
4: little tiny forearms
1: Rooms. um so yeah I, oh i think yeah. oh go ahead well
2: i yeah i didn't think the blu-ray looked great
1: it didn't look amazing um. <laughs> I, th- I thought five will yeah. um yeah i'm looking
5: better. at the blu-ray.com because i remember reading about this and being like really like even a few years ago being like where the hell is my land before time criterion like, collection 4K. <laughs> yeah. like i want this on like uh-huh. anything made in 35 millimeter can be 30 like, 4k yeah, yeah. no problem you could still even get like almost an 8k like yeah. you get you can get a really high quality transfer. This is so even Universal says that it's not like some of their other transfers and they say that it's a remastered version. See, but that's, on the Blu-ray transfer, it's they
4: didn't actually go back and do like super that's nice so scans weird, of their, Well, it's you, so dumb. Well, yeah. do you think because of the hard feelings of Don Bluth and Steven Spielberg, do you think in some ways there's been no effort to really preserve well, the legacy of this film in no, a way that there's I, no commentary, that there's no bonus features, well, that there's no that retrospective? Might ex-
2: that might explain why there's no commentary, because yeah. maybe they wouldn't want to do yeah. it. Well, but it's like, it's up to the studios to re-release things and make them, like, they don't care if the director wants to or not. So, but probably. last
4: year was the 30th anniversary yes. of Land oh, Before Time. And there I was, was nothing, nothing. Waiting for yeah.
3: it.
4: <laughs> so
1: just Who owns the, just the rights the... to it right
2: yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Who
1: does? Probably still universal, I assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just if it 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 is
6: universal. They're, one, very focused on Jurassic World, and that's their dinosaurs. And also, they have illumination stores for animation. Because if you take the tram tour where you're seeing all the posters, Land Before Time is one of those posters on the tram tour. So it's not like they've swept that movie under the rug, let's forget about it. But I think maybe because it has stuff that overlaps with what they're making a lot of money off of in a bigger show your way right uh, yeah or you know heaven forbid let's do a live action you know reboot of land oh, before God. time with all no, real it. cgi I want it. dinosaurs i
5: want it i actually <laughs> really want it oh no i well, totally I mean, it, want it, it has, i want
6: the bbc to do it so that way yeah. when you know Littlefoot's mom dies it's like you know <laughs> well, it's like the serengeti <laughs> i want it
5: like shot for shot i don't want anything different i like
6: i can use the electronics really from jurassic park it'd be great yeah well, but give it, me it, feathers
5: it, i want it, feathers and it has been
4: <laughs> three years since *Land Before Time* fourteen, *Journey of the Brave*. Yes. So you know there is. They've been. The franchise has laid. Low Are we for only a while. at fourteen?
6: I thought
5: They're it was
1: seventeen.
6: It's yeah. That's yeah. the last.
2: They're one probably while. thinking we make more money off. Did they the finally sequels? go extinct?
6: Did that asteroid show up eventually?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's. Hopefully they'll they'll end it
2: that way. I mean, I guess there maybe isn't as much demand for... But I, I don't know. Yeah, they make so, more money off doing the sequels direct-to-video than they would re, like, re-scanning and re-releasing. So anyway, yeah. to
1: put a button <laughs> on the thing I was trying to say, <laughs> uh, which <laughs> is that because they were presented with the opportunity to make another film and they were they went, hey, we can't make it for less money for An American Tale 2, there was probably a bit of... Uh, being okay with it for the fact that maybe they just didn't want to go through the same kind of Mm. clashing of, of ideas again. (laughs) You you can only do that so much. Yeah. So (laughs) I I can see that where it's like, "Mm, we could put ourselves in a situation where we're not being given enough money to make this well for people that we might not, get along with fully or we can just say no.
2: Well, also there was a thing just to go into a little bit more history. Sullivan blue studios had started moving to Ireland during the production of an American tale or towards the end of an American tale. And the Irish industrial development authority offered Sullivan blue, the largest grant in the country's history to relocate to Dublin during an American tale. And then during the move, they started to work on the land before time and while there, I mean, we'll talk about this more in, in our all dogs episode. Cause that's more, you know, that's when they s- decided to not work with Spielberg and Lucas anymore, but they got a better deal. They got a deal to yes. work with someone else. So they did. yeah. And they had the whole Irish, you know, backing. Uh, so, so they didn't really need, they so didn't y- need George Lucas anymore. So yeah, for all of this, <laughs>
1: it just, it made a clear image mm-hmm. in my mind of why it, it happened the yeah. way it did. Uh, so. okay. Um, yeah.
4: But yeah, this is. Uh,
2: wait, let's go back to Steven's oh, question.
1: Because I was, was going to say, Stephen
4: because it worked up. out having five people yeah. so oh. that we could each be a member of the land oh. before time. And again, I was going <laughs> to claim Sarah, but I guess you have to have yeah, it. Yeah. But I guess if everybody. Wait, I mean, who I'll wants just to be I'll take Spike. Who? I'll take Spike. I'm going to be. <laughs> I, well,
2: you do I could, like you... to sleep and eat a lot. I do.
4: <laughs> wait, so wait, then, then who would you want to be? Can <laughs> I be the Sharp Tooth? <laughs> <laughs> is that the, yeah, that's the <laughs> I'll I have a big mouth. Yep, yep, yep
2: um well yeah ducky's a big mouth so right who's who,
1: who's who here <laughs> yeah i mean
5: who I are mean, you who would you who would this you? is tough because i was thinking about this in the car <laughs> <laughs> not, and not not thinking about necessarily like what everyone else would be but like if we were to do that i'm like oh well this is problematic yeah because then i i just started like thinking about it in terms of like hogwarts houses <laughs> yeah and it's like well but like two people are gonna be sarah like two like there's just think only so many options.
2: Personality-wise, I don't really relate right. to Sarah, except for the one scene where they all offer her leaves, and she's like, no, I got it myself, and then she rams her head into a tree. That's the only time I ever related Sarah. to her. But like, I think, personality-wise, I'm more of a petri.
1: No, no, I'm just envisioning a, sorti- a sorting hat, just going... Apatosaur.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but is Sarah a Gryffindor but, or what? <laughs> well, I think Sarah and
4: Littlefoot are Gryffindors. And that never going to I think Sarah's a Slytherin. And this no, is why true. like I can't figure true. out what uh, I, I know, am.
2: Sarah's not cunning and no, What if they were in no, Game but of she, thrones. She's houses. Yeah.
6: <laughs> she she like Littlefoot leads. Sarah's got the attitude of a Lannister to me <laughs>
2: because like like I feel like
5: Littlefoot leads like out of a sense of purpose and like Sarah wants to lead and do her own thing out of like but, a sense of entitlement. But we've mm-hmm this
2: was discussion on the podcast before that Gryffindors oh. aren't just brave and like selfless people. Always. No, yeah, yeah.
5: no, no, of course not. So,
2: so I, I, I mean, he
5: acts like a
1: jerk to her. Yeah,
5: like is totally kind of a jerk
1: later in the movie. I mean,
2: I think Ducky could be a secret Slytherin.
1: Oh, Ducky's
2: true. very smart.
1: <laughs> so I had, a, I had an epiphany while we were watching this movie about Sarah that I never me? thought of Who, me ever <laughs> and and about the character. <laughs> <laughs> so about but about Sarah is that she is both personality-wise and literally hard-headed. Yeah. I yeah. never thought about that. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> it makes so much sense. that like, Of course, of course you make a character who's constantly hitting their head into things have that kind of a personality as well. It's and what happened an when
6: th- she got in the most trouble was with things with harder heads than her. Oh, You're
1: right, the with the stethyl- are
6: Pachycephal- stethyl- S- they're just for some reason yeah. smashing their heads into the ground. Like, interesting. Yes,
5: yeah. And this is why I couldn't figure out what I was because yeah. I'm definitely a bit of a Sarah, but I'm also like basically, if I take a Harry Potter Hogwarts test, I it's a flip of a coin <laughs> if I'm getting a Gryffindor <laughs> or Slytherin. Depends on which questions come up, and I'm very much like. I'm very much like a Sarah who wants to be a little foot, like in his uh, heart. Uh, and it's like I don't know, like it just depends on what's happening and what the situation is. So I've
6: owned so snakes s- for 25 years, slithering all the way. So <laughs> Better yeah, yeah. tongue than Voldemort. That checks out.
4: Wait, so you're like, um, you're like us, uh, like an, a, a Sarah Rising with a, like yeah. a with a. You know, a I feel like I feel waiting. like <laughs> the truth is that like,
5: I think today I'm more of a little foot. Okay, but but like growing up. You know, over 20 years in the Northeast, I was very much a Sarah back there, and I've just been slowly shaving away (laughs) the Sarah, getting to that creamy. You are wearing a a long neck,
1: you know, you're wearing an herbivore t-shirt. I think everyone is a little bit little foot. Um, no, I don't think I am. Because... I think I'm a Petrie. I'm well, just scared okay. all the time. But I was, <laughs> no, but I was just going to say in like the sense that you can relate to the idea of loss. Yeah. Or yeah. that oh, kind that, of experience. Oh, in that
6: sense, not the he's brave and kind and selfless right. and all that. But
1: yeah, the, I'm not that. Yeah. In the shared experience <laughs> of what Littlefoot goes through, I think everyone can find something to relate to. So. But also yeah. why well, this
2: movie would have been so scary for kids yeah. is like the scariest thing is you turn around in a store and your mom's gone, and you're like... <coughs>
1: So yeah, we'll, when we'll get we'll get well, into the Well th- Littlefoot that.
6: watched his mom get the crap kicked out of her. Yeah. So yeah, it was that's even worse. and she then he went was like, Mommy, you, you can get up, you can do it. And she's like, No, I can't. And he's like, What and he has no idea. I was like, Why are you telling me this? You're gonna be right there, and he has no clue what's going on. And then oh, so we'll, well,
4: the scene with
1: the shadow. So we'll come back yeah. around. We'll come back around to the death. It's almost like well, when uh, Mufasa died. <laughs> I, just,
5: I want to say one more thing really because and this is I think something people miss out on is like you look at these characters and there's a lot of themes about depression and anxiety with them, but Sarah and Littlefoot are also like, Sarah's very much actually like an introvert who wants to be extroverted. And that's That's why, like, she has so much trouble, like, relating to other people. It's Mm. like she wants to, like, have those friends, but she doesn't know how to allow herself Mm. to, like, do that. And Littlefoot's, like, very extroverted. Like, he's like, let's go talk to everybody. Let's be friends. (laughs) Like, he and Ducky have that part in common.
1: And Sarah's partly, I think, to do with her upbringing because her family is very... Racist. Dino races uh, against <laughs> other dinosaurs, so. but then you then you see the kind of
5: Tyrannosaurus. You see, you see, they kind of all okay. are. They all, they yeah. all keep well, to their own. But
2: they all—it's a little different because, like, Littlefoot's mom is like, "Oh, we just don't hang out with them." But I think Sarah's parents are like, "No, they, they're <laughs> right. stupid or well, whatever." Sarah's dad
6: actually came in and like interfered, right? Got yeah. in between and like. Bared his teeth, you know, brandished the horns at Little, Littlefoot, basically gave him a threat display. Mm-hmm. Whereas Littlefoot's mom just like just came to like collect him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But she does
5: even a tell boy. him like long necks don't play, yeah. you know, with three, like long necks only talk to other but long she, necks. But it
2: wasn't
6: scolding. Sarah, yeah. Sarah's, that was like, come no, along. It's uh-huh. not.
0: Yeah. Now.
5: It's yeah. not. But, you know, it's. It's I mean yeah. there's what, so are, many the geo, what are the geo what are the geopolitics it's institutionalized of I, I, cultural, I know, cultural <laughs> <laughs> I know we're about to jump in but honestly I can't think of an animated movie that's ever been made that's not more like this is the most prescient animated movie that's yeah. ever been made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. dealing in like every topic that you can think of. Yeah. It's yeah. so adult and yeah. it's so it's so important to everything happening right now yeah. still.
1: Yeah. Well
2: Don Bluth did that in his movies. Like he didn't want to shy away from these subjects. For kids, like he wanted them to experience these things. Yeah, I think
1: yeah. I think addressing death is an important thing. In, <laughs> in, I'm no I'm serious. I think yeah. that it's actually something you need to have in some children's stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to watch all dogs go to heaven. I mean, you need to you need to understand how to deal with it. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to escape it. Yeah. Know, it it happens young. to
4: us all. Except uh, for me. No, uh, <laughs> except no, no. for me. Uh, I'm they... gonna live forever. Yeah. No, no. I, I mean, I, I will say I'm definitely a ducky, but um I also thinking like, wait, these are different breakfast club characters too. You know what yeah. I mean?
2: Oh, is um so ducky. Sarah is uh is Judd what's his name? Uh
4: Judd, uh, Judd Nelson. No. no, no, Judd <laughs> Nelson, yeah. Nelson. I've not no. seen the Breakfast Club. Wait, so. but which one's Allie? She Petrie is is Mike or Anthony Hall or the nerd and I don't remember all the characters. Yeah, names. Anthony
2: Michael Hall. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and Ali
4: Sheedy is is um.
2: <laughs> no I,
4: I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out.
1: It's
2: yeah, some, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. if there's an Ally Sheedy in, in, in yeah, yeah. this, but <laughs> it all tracks. It's so, all metaphors.
1: Wait, you, okay, each of <laughs> yeah. us has to pick one. You're... I'm Ducky. You're Ducky.
2: Well, I don't know. Let me choose. La- if somebody else wants to be Sarah. So I'll you be Petrie. Sarah. I think
1: if you but want it's to like, be Sarah,
2: but it's like I'm the only woman here, and my name is Sarah. Well, Ducky's a.
1: Live, oh, your, truth. A girl? Live oh, your truth. That's Live tr- your truth.
2: Oh, wait. Ducky's a girl? Is Petrie a boy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, yeah, think, Ducky's I girl, think oh. a
1: girl does a Ducky have eyelashes?
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly so has eyelashes. That's Only women have
6: eyelashes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Animation, yeah, right. Yeah. Animated female animals, whether they're reptiles, birds, fish, they all have eyelashes. <laughs>
1: uh, Hair's not a mammal thing when you're animated. <laughs> but you could be you could be Sarah. Yeah. If you
2: think. I could be Sarah, unless someone else wants to be Sarah. But I'm not Ducky. I'm not a Ducky. Okay. She's too cool. Okay.
1: Yep, yep. Grayson. Sharp tooth? Sharp tooth baby okay. and Christian.
6: <laughs> Unless I could be one of the pachycephalosaurs smashing my heads into
3: things.
5: I mean, I guess like it feels so problematic, but ultimately, I guess I know I am a Sarah because even though I know she wants to be, I'm still gonna go for it. Yes. And say I'm Sarah. <laughs> that is a
4: very Sarah like thing.
1: Um, well, again. I'm Chomper. So
4: oh, no, no, you can't. Littlefoot <laughs> is anyone. Little Foot two. Is I'm anyone good to enough it. to be Littlefoot? <laughs> Yeah. None, of no, none of us here. <laughs> nobody are wants gorgeous. to be Harry Potter. You know what I mean? <laughs> like nobody wants to be like. I'd rather be Ron or or Hermione. Certainly <laughs> over her being Harry Potter.
6: Am I the only one who wants to be a Dementor here?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm a Hufflepuff. Um, so anyway, let's <laughs> carry on with you're a Hufflepuff. <laughs> and oh yeah, you're, you're a, Spike. You're a Spike. Yeah, you're Spike, Spike. I could be Spike. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine with Spike. You're a Hufflepuff. Awesome. Puff,
2: I, and you're a Spike. And you're That's which breakfast like about club are <laughs> around. Since eating. we are,
1: since we are awesome. talking about Doing them, nothing. though, maybe you we could should
2: be an Ally Sheedy. Maybe we should.
1: Maybe we should bring up the actors who play <laughs> yes. the characters. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh So Littlefoot. We'll get to that. Littlefoot is Gabriel. Damon? Oh, Did okay. Don Bluth
6: have a series of voice actors he liked to work with repeatedly in his various films? Because like if you watch like Rankin
3: Bass well, films, well, you yeah. see a
6: lot of the same voice actors. A, and all a of that.
1: little bit, yeah. And there's a couple here who are. I mean,
6: even even Disney has some. Sir, da- you know, Sir David Ogden Steers is in. God knows how so many. many. Well,
1: yeah. like we yeah, Apart anymore, from, I mean, Dom Dom DeLuise <laughs> is, Dom is kind DeLuise. of the obvious mm-hmm. one that is in. Who was that, not in this yes. one
2: because he was in Oliver and Company? Is he? Wait, I can't he was, remember. He didn't take. I. Thought-
1: but, he, yeah, weirdly, he's not in this one. Yeah, because so. he was
2: doing a different film. I think they wanted him to be in this. I read it somewhere. Who do
1: you have even been?
2: I don't know.
6: He could have <laughs> right? been Reuter. He's the only fat dinosaur uh, in this. <laughs> yeah, so
1: we'll start with Reuter. Reuter is uh, Pat Hingle, and Ruder is also the narrator. So oh. the the same voice that is coming in throughout the whole movie, telling the story, they give him this one character of the wi- wise old dinosaur uh, to, which apparently was added to soften the blow of Littlefoot's mother. You mean mother. of watching
6: your mother get mutilated and then die in front of you? Yes, and
1: <laughs> I think it is necessary. You need to have this one scene yeah. of a character that comforts him for a moment. And
6: he puts it into sort of a, the proper context without trampling over Littlefoot's emotional response.
7: Right. Now, you pay attention, old Reuter. Yeah. But- it is nobody's fault. The great circle of life has begun. But you see, not all of us arrive together at the end.
0: What will I do? I miss her so much.
7: And you'll always miss her, but she'll always be with you as long as you remember the things she taught you. In a way, you'll never be apart. Or you are still a part of each other.
1: It, it, and it doesn't get saccharine either. It, it's very... No, it's like, not, it's not exactly, sappy. Yeah.
6: Because it could have it been a total, you
7: know...
1: But he says it with exactly the right tone and the right kind of believability of someone comforting, so, someone, a stranger yeah. comforting him. It's well, so yeah.
5: That scene always surprises me. And all I can think is I want that guide. Like, anytime I have up. bad news, <laughs> <Yeah>. I want... <laughs> you're voice. Yeah, I want him there to just like, whatever it is, I want him to
4: break it to me. I want to be able to talk to that guy <laughs> well yeah this like to me land before time rewatching it it feels very much like a war movie and it's like these people mm-hmm. are survivors it's like a it's like a world war one hellscape yeah. and i was saying i feel like i said before like this movie is grave of the fireflies which also came out in 1988 oh my really meets, meets oh. bambi oh. to me this idea of like i mean obviously this movie has a much happier ending but it's that same thing of like wandering through a war-torn landscape yeah. And there's no, like, this movie has no, like, has barely any, like, it doesn't have songs. Like, they're just trying to entertain themselves. Only one.
1: Well,
2: at the end, not, yeah. Yeah,
4: only one at the end. Which is notable that for a
1: Don Bluth movie, this is not a musical yeah. at mm-hmm. all which, yeah. which is strange because the there goes your are. 11 minutes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the and, they're, and, and they're bad songs. musicals too <laughs> I might add not all of them not, no. <laughs> not entirely
6: <laughs> but
5: we'll
2: hey look okay pizza song I'll admit is not
6: necessary <laughs> oh I, Dax and I have had long yeah. <laughs> talks oh, about the pizza song yes. haven't we Dax
2: but it's like that's one song in that movie I love
6: So I, we'll, okay whatever
2: so anyway uh, oh, but, but I, is that where
6: you learned how to share
2: <laughs> yeah exactly you gotta learn how to share your pizza although I never share pizza um, oh, by the way, just... just <laughs>
1: so you learn nothing
6: <laughs> from that from that song. Just
2: thought both uh, would
6: be so upset if he heard that.
2: <laughs> I, I did look up Dom DeLuise. He was in Oliver and Company, and I think oh, that's wow. why he didn't take a role in this. But again, I don't know who he would have been in this. Okay,
1: so uh, but um, Pat Hingle was his first film was on the waterfront, and it says Whoa. he al- and uh, he also played uh, Thomas Edison in a General Electric ad, which is interesting. Whoa. <laughs> Um, but he it on the Wikipedia it says he would play authority figures and he was a close friend of Clint Eastwood, and appeared in some Clint Eastwood films. So Ruder kind of looks like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> He's uh, a
0: dinosaur. but he
1: has a great voice. It's like probably one of the best narrators I've ever mm-hmm. heard in a in a movie that didn't piss me off. Like where because usually I get annoyed at narrators where it's like get out of here.
6: We can't all be Morgan Freeman, you know,
1: Jack. <laughs> but it 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 can feel so unnatural, like it's just not. Meant to be there, you know what I mean? Where it's, what is this disembodied voice that's telling me It
6: kind of helps when the narrator is an actual character, because a lot of times, or it's that character, you know, older sort of reflecting back to him. And this was how they were able to do it, because like, oh, here's the voice, even though he's in the film for what, like three minutes or something? But that way he's not just a disembodied.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe like a headcanon for this is that he made his way to the Great Valley and like maybe Littlefoot, and told the him the adventures. Yeah, shared yeah. the whole story of oh, what happened I love with that. him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was you're just slowly following eight. the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's <laughs> just, like, like really behind it. them.
4: Kids, you okay? Uh, you can take care of yourselves. Like, that's
2: what the you're sequel not going should have been. The, you know. the sequel should have been basically like Back to the Future 2, Lamfortine 2, from Rooter's point of view. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And
6: the third one could have been Rooter's Revenge. Rooter's
4: Revenge. Reuter's Revenge. Reuter's Revenge. Revenge. Did, well, but you're right about the narrator thing because I think about my favorite narrators in movies, and it's like, you know, Gladriel does a lot of narrator stuff in Lord of the Rings, and it makes sense because she has this kind of. Mm. Yeah. Well
1: they tried to have like Frodo and a few other characters do. Gandalf did some narration
6: in the rank and bass one.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, it starts That's believable too, yeah. Mm -hmm.
6: And it's and then it turns out it's Gandalf.
1: Yeah. But it has to be
4: an old character for it to make sense. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) Before I was born, you know, it's like If it's like
1: so anyway, they went on a journey. (laughs) (laughs) Well well, Ruder even
6: looked like it only he had the lines around the mouth. Like I said, he looked like Clint Eastwood. He kind of looked like
1: that. He's uh he was well cast for such a not a Really, a, a big character, but his impact is definitely pivotal. Felt. Yeah, pivotal. pivotal is a good word. Well, Land Before
6: um, Time did a good job of telling a story where you don't have a million billion characters because sometimes, you know, it's just like t- too many cooks at, at one oven. That was the problem with Secret Life of Pets. They had Whoa. so <laughs> many oh. characters. So true. And a lot of them were really like, wow, that's a really interesting. And then they did nothing. It was too too mm. many, and you just got overloaded and wanting more. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I came out going, this sucked because there was too many characters
5: they did nothing with. Um, Uh, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, because you were mentioning how you always felt like it's a bit of a war movie. I always felt like it's a anti-Wizard of Oz where their home was destroyed Uh and like this sort of larger in life person instead of going to find the wizard to get home larger, like Littlefoot's mom is sort of this, almost magical guide to them to like get them to their new home because like everything's destroyed as opposed to like Wizard of Oz you leave your like crummy home you go to this magical world they're like actually trying to get to this magical land
1: it's interesting like in the sense of how a lot of stories are very you start out at home you go to someplace fantastic Mm. and then you make a return journey if we're gonna go by like Campbellian kind of yeah you
2: realize that home was where you wanted to be the whole time tends to be
1: a lot of movies (laughs) go with that but this is a yeah this is very different in that it it's no, we we were finding our home and it's somewhere else and and you
4: can't go back home. Yeah. Which, this is new you have to find a new home, yeah. Which yeah. is and, and there's more like real a real message.
5: Of, like the characters all have like things that they need. That they get on the journey, just like in *The Wizard of Oz*. Like, oh, you know, yeah. like they have to grow, like, courage smarter. They have to get, yeah, they have to have, like, Petrie has to get his courage. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, Sarah like,
6: learned to not be such an asshole. True. Sarah gets it's a true. heart. Spike didn't learn to talk to <laughs> like *Land Before Time* eight or nine. <laughs> and
5: it's just like there's. I feel like that theme is actually really strong, but because of the way the movie's framed, it's like. Really hidden, but it's once you start to see that it kind oh, of makes a lot of sense. I love that, so
1: it's really cool. Cool. Um, so, uh, some of the other actors that played different characters, uh, Sarah's father was
2: Burke Ernest. Oh, by the way, in the credits, Sarah's father is noted as Daddy Tops, Daddy Tops, yeah, <laughs> daddy so, yeah, Tops. That's oh, my yeah. new, Whom, That's my new
6: dinosaur pimp at man. Daddy
1: Tops, who was hashtag also Daddy Tops, who also is there a big daddy Tops?
7: <laughs> Come, Sarah. Three horns never play with long necks.
3: Littlefoot.
1: Sarah's father, Burke Murnis, Daddy Tops, also <laughs> also played businessman number three in Airplane Two, the sequel. I just wanted us to know that. Uh, and then Petrie. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Let's. Uh, Littlefoot's mother uh played by Helen Schaefer.
0: The Great Valley is filled with green food like this. More than you could ever eat. And more fresh, cool water than you could ever drink. It is a wonderful, beautiful place where we can live happily with many more of our own kind.
1: And uh, I couldn't find a whole lot for her, actually. but um, Just living comfortably somewhere in Indiana, just living her best life. Yeah. Um, it, she was in a bunch of random films, like uh, Starship Invasions, Hell yeah, Coming Out favorite. Alive... Uh, the Men's Club.
6: Coming Out Alive. That's kind of ironic that she went on that.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> too soon? Too, too soon. <laughs> Tree of Hands. A Zebra Tree Head. Star of Hands. She has she has some interesting films. I, I, uh, down River was her last film credit in 2013. Just like in Bird. Land
2: Before Time. That's no. where the no. sharp tooth
1: wound <laughs> up. Down
2: at
6: the bottom of that. Well, it wasn't really a
1: river. <laughs> tooth dies in the water, just like The Witch. Oh. Uh, but anyway, she has a very lovely voice for the role that she played in this movie. I thought it was incredibly yeah. appropriate yeah. And believable. It's, it's universal mom voice. Yeah. yeah. It, well, and she delivers her lines very well. Um, Petrie is Will Ryan.
0: Ooh, mother present. Very important. Oh, yes. Uh, I keep safe. Don't let nobody touch. Uh,
1: who is actually digit in an American tale. Um, oh, so he was, okay. a, he was a recurrent character. Mm-hmm. Which one um, was digit again? It was the uh, was it cockroach?
2: Yes. Yeah. It was the mm-hmm. little like
1: accountant cockroach character that uh, for warranty rat in an yeah, American yeah. I can tale. hear the similarity. Yeah. Okay. yeah. he was like yes. Now remember? that you mentioned yeah, that I, electric mm-hmm. antenna, I
6: I remember that and I remember see, watching the movie and going oh he sounds like Petrie. He's also. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I probably was, and then I think I said oh it's probably the same voice actor but I rem- now I remember that.
1: And he also has done wo- voice work for. Um, Adventures in Odyssey and Adventures of Teddy Ruxpin. And he also played uh, Willie the Giant in Mickey's Christmas Carol. And uh, Sarah's uh, Candace Hudson.
0: See? I can take care of myself. All by myself. And I'm not afraid to be alone. I know my way to go. And I'm not afraid of sharp tooth.
1: She apparently kept playing Sarah. I, I don't oh, know really? like for how many of the mm-hmm. movies, but it, it you, I saw that it listed her for some of the sequels.
4: Well, at what point do you give up playing? Like, if you're playing one of the dinosaurs' main characters and they have them over and over again for 14 movies, at what point do you quit? Like, at I would that just point, keep, just As
2: long as the checks keep clearing, I, yeah. Yeah. I would just keep doing yeah. it. But or that's or me. I if don't...
4: you have space in your or life for it. If you want to save
6: money, you hire Billy West and he does the <laughs> entire cash. <laughs> like, if you're not voice
5: acting anymore and you don't like need the
4: money or it's
5: inconvenient
4: it's yeah. kind of like
5: sure like i don't do this anymore but, but even
4: then um what's his face on the simpsons like he just records it at home now like he <laughs> just he can't yeah. be bothered so much but he still wants the money
2: yeah
4: but he like literally just like, well, like
2: he probably has his own recording studio in and i mean well yeah they money basically that, built a recording studio yeah. in his home uh. so
1: so yeah it says candace hudson at, at lisser for land before time four so i don't know if beyond that if she did any more of them but she was also in some other random things the the maddening evening shade dolly dearest valerie quantum leap uh it says she was a little girl in an episode of baywatch which is interesting uh, your in
5: voice them. is going to change over 30 yes yeah. <laughs> well but, I love it
4: but if not, you're not
6: necessarily <laughs> for if you're um a the, woman you know remember dax when we saw simpsons take the bowl and oh, the yeah, wo- yeah. and bart simpson speaking of yeah still you know it's the same woman and she's However, many years older, and she still sounds just like Bart Simpson. It's male characters whose voices change slightly over time. Well, that's
5: interesting in two two. because yeah. I got to tell you, I saw The Incredibles too, and I'll I'll tell you what. Uh, Elastigirl's voice is way different yeah. from the first Incredibles. It's didn't... the only one that really sticks
1: out. I don't know it's, why they it's like, crazy. so hung up on making it happen right after the first one. Why well, I mean, that just, was like, the story, it, I guess, he wanted to it tell. Was, it, they could have put like a five, ten year gap,
6: though. Just they to, like, yeah. should have. That. It, well, yeah. it would have been better. Like, I think it, they waited too long to it, get Incredibles
1: 2 out. Yeah, it just like... And also, it feels like it should have been anyway um, so going, <laughs> not going to go down we that digress. road digress I'm not going to tree, tree Star Tree Star um, Tree so Star so uh, Little Foot was played by uh, Gabriel Damon and Christian Slater I don't he know. was played
4: who's <laughs> <laughs> the three Ralph Macchio <gasps>
0: look it's the rock that looks like a lawn neck just like my mother said we're going the right way the way to the Great Valley
1: well, who is who is your dream team? If there was a Land Before Time reboot, who would you want to play Littlefoot? Now, Ooh.
4: oh Donald Glover probably, or somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, because he's playing Simba as Littlefoot. In the new... No, I'm I'm just kidding. No, you
2: know who it would be though? Who's the kid from Stranger Things? He would totally oh, yeah, be
4: yeah. Finn Wolf. Finn oh. Wolfhard, yeah, he would but totally he'd be. great. Which
6: kid yeah. is he on, on Stranger Things? You, um,
2: you have to tell me
6: the character. I don't know the oh, which character other than Millie is Bobby he? Brown. He, well, I know he's who she like
2: is. the Is he the one with the curly kid. hair? Is the main kid?
6: Was he the one who got abducted or the one who wasn't it?
2: The one who was an it. Because the only other one was was
6: was the black kid. So
2: yeah, it's the one who was an it. Okay. Uh huh.
1: But he yeah he would be good. But he yeah. Uh, um, this is interesting for uh, Gabriel Damon is that he yeah, is actually, got, actually a, a, a a retired voice actor now and hmm. he or retired actor and he works as a real estate agent. What? But uh, when he was younger he was in like over a hundred commercials. Um. He was he, and he was also in Baywatch apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> From Before Time to Baywatch it makes perfect sense. That would explain that
1: episode with all the sea
2: creatures. <laughs> you know,
3: the,
5: uh, the ancl- it was the Ankylosaur, right? The one that breaks the bad news, the little foot after his mom's gone.
3: You
6: right? know, he kind of looks the closest like an Ankylosaur or a an notosaur. I kind of also got the vibe as a paleontologist. He reminds me a lot of some of the things that existed before the dinosaurs were. And since oh, he was okay. older, I was like, maybe they picked him to be you know, one of these Permian things. Yeah. <laughs> but then the, the other pawnbroker is going, You are way too over paleontologist sizing this movie, then, Well, no, I, they,
4: well, they, they, some people say that it's a um, skeletosaurus. Uh, uh-huh. uh, I can't say it right now. Skeletosaurus, which looks like it is like another notosaur or like.
6: Yeah, Skeletosaurus was an ancestor. I was thinking
4: him recast, Mark Hamill. Mark
5: Ooh. Hamill. Yeah.
6: Oh, Mark Hamill can crazy. do that Mark like Hamill.
5: soft, like compassionate I voice. To,
4: oh yeah, I want him that to narrate work. a movie. Yeah. Samuel L. Yeah.
6: Jackson should be the sharp tooth. That's no. Ooh. I'm I gonna eat your it. ass, little foot.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you better other, run to those tree
6: cells, motherfucker. <laughs> a few other,
1: a few other credits here. Uh, See, so he was also <laughs> Gabriel was also in Star Trek: Next Generation. He was Hob in RoboCop Two, um, mm. and uh, he did. It says voiceover work for The Little Mermaid. I don't know what that means, though. He was but probably one of the background characters <laughs> yeah. who has to have yeah. like
6: one thing and mm-hmm. isn't an actual character in the and,
1: film. But the significant one that stood out to me was that he played Nemo in Axis holding it up, Little Nemo <laughs> Adventures in Slumberland. <laughs> That's which what I dude, I don't think here. I've
6: seen that movie since I was six or seven.
1: Yeah, it's but like that was a sudden connect of like, oh, okay. I've um, never seen that,
5: but I used to play the hell out of the NES game, <laughs> and it is one of the hardest
1: video. It's so it's so hard. I remember game my friend is so had a copy hard. of that movie. My friend Michael. It's uh, actually it's on YouTube. I need you to watch, watch that. You can watch the now. entire movie on YouTube because the company that. has put it up.
6: I know what I'm doing
1: tonight, <laughs> along
5: with Big Little Lies season one.
1: <laughs>
6: Ooh. So, wait. So I have a, I
1: have a question <laughs> about, about voice actors but for the for, for um. Wait, I mean, go ahead. I was just gonna say for those who don't know, Little Nemo in Slumberland, uh, Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland was based on the Windsor McKay comic strip, uh, but it was a kind of a joint Japanese and uh, I can't remember if it was American or European uh, joint production. But it was unique for being kind of this hybrid film hmm. that uh, came out. Anyway, none of should, that's needed. Should we
2: get into like? The oh, oh! Last. I have one
1: more thing here. Um, uh, apparently, uh, Spike was played by David Bowie. No, no, I'm just <laughs> That would explain no, the bulge in the cloaca. <laughs> I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, uh,
4: but I, I had a question about... J- JK. Uh, <laughs> I had a question about Don Bluth voice actors because... Like you know, it's that thing of like I feel like probably a big topic in animation is when sort of the you know famous actor kind of invading animation was like when Don like because this movie doesn't really have any like you know even like a Dom Delaue like doesn't even have that is yeah. it was Don Bluth Are you somebody... like, clout like kind of actor clout or or, or yeah. just the kind of gimmicky thing of like let's have this big name Jack actor Black a Panda yeah mm-hmm. yeah like was Don did Don Bluth ever do any movies that were like that or was he or I guess, did he ever ph- have a philosophy about voice actors or was it just kind of the best actor? Pebble the and part?
6: the Penguin has more bigger like main actor names.
2: I wonder if it's something that he did more later on and we'll find out as we yeah. get more and to Titan AE,
4: you know, Well, because he had
2: more pull to get people like obviously secret of nim he couldn't you know that was his first feature film he's not gonna get you know i mean they got tom Tom cruise (laughs) they got
1: scatman crothers for
4: banjo woodpile cat
1: i mean oh that was a short
2: film maybe they're like oh we can get him for one day or
4: yeah i was just curious if he had a philosophy because you hear that a lot where it's like you know even jurassic park you know like there's a really great making of book by judy duncan where steven spielberg talks about he didn't want Big name actors. He didn't want people distracting, mm. like stars distracting, because yeah. you know, like Harrison Ford and like Kurt Russell were approached to be Grant, you know, at one uh-huh. point. But I wonder. I just was wondering if you guys knew if Don Bluth had a philosophy about like what kind of voice actors he was looking for. I haven't. We haven't thing.
2: come across anything yet. Hmm. But I wonder when we get to later films <clears throat> where he's maybe working with bigger studios if that becomes a thing where. He well, has it might be he, a better yeah.
6: way if you go to people who maybe don't know his work specifically. Read off. The names of the voice, like, do you recognize anybody? Yeah. Like, if you were to say to my parents, they'd recognize Dom DeLuise's names because they're old. Yeah. he's also in a lot of Mel Brooks films. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these other were, oh, I know so and so from that TV show, or oh, weren't they in that movie? And other than Pebble and the Penguin, I can think of Tim Curry and Martin Short. Right. And wasn't there a who voiced the Rockhopper Penguin? Th- Was that a Belushi? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. I don't remember. What, what films were they in? For, were they in, Pebble, the in Pebble and the Penguin? Martin no, Short wow. was okay.
6: the main penguin, and Tim Curry was the bad guy.
2: I've not seen it in f- so long. who was the voice of the troll in A Troll in Central Park? Wasn't Wait. that someone? Wasn't
6: that Dom DeLuise? I thought it was.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, was I thought it? it was actually
2: Dom
4: DeLouise. Wasn't
6: that Dom DeLuise?
2: Oh, my God. What? Yeah, I think
4: it is. Chomper was played by Leonardo
1: Chomper DiCaprio. Was played yeah, by... Dom DeLuise? That's yeah, it. Yeah, he plays the main character. I mean, the troll
6: once. even looks like Dom DeLuise.
1: <laughs> um, so at least we have that to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, but there is one more actor here we do want to bring up, um, and that is uh, for Ducky we had uh, Judith Barcy, and this is the this is the sad story. She also played Anne Marie in All Dogs Go to Heaven, the little girl, and uh, she oh, was in. I didn't in, know that. She was in over seventy TV commercials for like. Poise Rust, Jif peanut butter, Top Ramen, Campbell's soup. She was so young. she, yeah. she was very young. She was under ten.
0: Wasn't she like wasn't eight or se- I was
1: like, gonna say,
6: wasn't she seven or eight? Yeah, yeah, I,
5: so, yeah, I thought she was she, like six or seven. She yeah, was,
6: she was. She didn't make it the double digits. Oh, though. she no. was ten. Well, she was ten. Oh, okay. okay she she I did. Retract my previous so, statement.
1: anyway, uh, for those who don't know, um, this is like an incredibly sad thing. Um, her, her father uh, went crazy and. Killed her and her mother, and then himself. And uh, she had already done the voice work for Land Before Time and All Dogs. Um, but, but neither she, of
2: them had come out before n- yeah, she died. Oh wow, I didn't released. know that.
1: Yeah. I think it was you said six months.
2: Yeah, she because uh, she died July twenty fifth, nineteen eighty eight, and then Land Before Time came out what November nineteen eighty eight or something. Yeah, and then
1: All Dogs was a year later. Mm-hmm. So they had they already had the voice work done, and I think. I think they probably had already animated, for the most part, a lot of stuff for her. But uh, we might go more into this for when we talk about All Dogs, like right. a little more specific on the incident and what happened. But it's worth noting that, um, that yeah, the, unfortunately, she never got to see the completed film. But it apparently, uh, this was her favorite role that Aww. she had played. Before, uh, before not being around anymore. So. Yeah,
4: well, that makes sense because Ducky is such a like. Um, I mean, it. I think that's why the narrative like is so tied together, like her story with this movie and her role, because it is like Ducky is such a shining character and such a bright light and such like yeah. a kind of inspiring um, character in animation, because she's like. As, and it's that's the that's the nice thing it's she's not the character isn't positive throughout the movie to the point of like maudlin or like kind of ignoring the situation it's like ducky does get sad ducky does get scared but throughout all that she's still just like that little beacon of hope to keep the character she's kind of cheerful like, yeah and in and, and I feel like that feels like a realistic portrayal of somebody where if you're you know going through all this harrowing stuff like you a lot of people don't just give up and are like sad the whole time. Yeah. They're like, well, we have to just kind of. That's why the scene with her and Littlefoot near the beginning is to me like a, such a great realistic scene because it's like, yeah. look, we have to kind of cheer up. We have to kind of like pull ourselves up together in order to get through this. We don't just have to like walk, try. Cause you know, if you're just trudging slowly, sad, like you're not like, you might put yourself in more danger or whatever. She's yeah. like, look, let's. Like, it's not that we can't grieve or or experience things, but, like, we just have to find food. We have to, you know, we have to get through this.
0: Hello. I said hello. What is your name? Maybe you cannot talk yet. Huh? Huh? Don't you know anything? Long necks don't talk to Whatever you are. Me? I'm a long neck, too, see? And I have a long tail like you. (laughs) All right. I am not a long neck. I am a big mouth. But I am all alone. I am. I lost my family in the big earth shake. Um, you want to go with me? Yeah! Oh, yes, yes, yes. I do, I do. (laughs) All right, come on. But you'll have to keep up. I will keep up, I will. (laughs) Where are we going? To the Great Valley. I'm not going to stop until I find my grandparents. Uh, do you think my family went to the Great Valley too? Huh? Hmm. Maybe. My mother said it's where all the herds were going. Oh, I hope, I hope, I hope. <clears throat> my name's Littlefoot. <sighs> Mine is Tucky. Yep, that is what it is. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> 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 Don't step on that, crack, or you the dookies. The deep, the deep, the
4: deep, the deep, the deep, this role for you. Like, I think that's why people really remember this element yeah. of the story and stuff. Cause that character Ducky is such a cool, yeah. interesting, complex character in animation. And it's the
1: first time I think he kind of laughs again after yes. what had happened. Like that, that he notably kind of smiles and starts getting excited. I think, um, a bit more so than he was. Um, like he was kind of happy when he saw Sarah, but then he got <laughs> shot down and she just kind of ran off. And yeah. So, <laughs> All right, but Ducky brings this kind of light and life to everything. Um, so I, I figure, also... um, uh, just while we're on
5: the subject of voice actors, mm-hmm. uh, just I have one last recasting. Jeff Bridges as Daddy Tops. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Ooh nice. Yeah, man.
5: Uh, he is Daddy <laughs> so, Tops. We don't hang out
6: with long necks, man. <laughs> <laughs> necks are too long.
1: The dude is
5: sore. Jeff Bridges can be angry. Angry Jeff Bridges is scary. <laughs>
1: he could be Daddy Tops. Yeah, he but could I be. Stand- uh, in August twenty third, two thousand four, uh, a marker was added to Judith's uh, plot uh, that says, "In memory of the lovely Judith Eva Barsi, nineteen seventy eight to nineteen eighty eight, our concrete angel." Yep, yep, yep. Oh, so sweet. And uh, yeah, it says that uh, her favorite role was. Ducky you didn't tell me I would cry time. during
2: this recording. Yeah, come on. Um, Don Bluth described her as absolutely astonishing. She understood verbal direction even for the most sophisticated situations, and he intended to feature her extensively in his future productions. So he was wanting to work with her more. But
1: Also, I guess she had five cats. Uh, ah. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I, this is Good. just random random trivias that I'm finding. And spoke fluent Hungarian. So Damn. Uh, uh, yeah, and I mean, all of these kids were so... Perfectly cast mm. for the characters that they play. And I just think it's worth noting how good yeah. the, the voice voice work is in this movie. It's, yeah. it's all on point.
4: Not a single character feels
1: off or inappropriate.
4: Yeah, if if anything with this movie, it is that idea of like because you because I always think about yeah, the legacy of this movie and why isn't it sort of more prevalent in the conversation mm-hmm. sometimes. Because it's like we all remember Lame Before Time, it's nostalgic. And stuff, but the, yeah, like the, the acting is so good in this movie. It's maybe, like, maybe the sequels are the reason for
1: that. I think that like, it's cause it's kind of a meme, you know, how mm. many sequels, this film is infamous for having 13 sequels yeah. made of it that I think that in some way that and the probably... sequels
6: are all a big step down. Yes. Even, Ev- even the first two sequels, which up to, you know, having a sequel two and three, it's like, that's kind of like acceptable. And those were, I, rem- I remember the first time I saw Land Before Time 2, and I remember thinking to myself, this is way too Disney for my life. Yeah,
1: well, and they all become musicals, too, so it's like... And they're bad musicals. <laughs> hey, there's some jams in the second one. <laughs> uh, I love Family, or one of us now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, but that would be my guess as to why it's kind of, I think they've dr- brought down some of people's uh, perception of the film who aren't familiar with the scene, yeah. with the original. Um, but the original one is a classic and a landmark accomplishment in, in animation. A landmark
6: before time? Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I would say so, <laughs> if you hadn't already.
2: Well, we should also note uh, just that James Horner did the score for this Yes, oh as wow. Well. James
1: Horner Yeah, was, he did the
2: score for An American Tale. We've
1: talked about him the last couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he... He, and I was gonna say,
2: wait, did he, he did the score for Secret of Nim, right? No,
1: no, that was Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, Jerry Goldsmith, right, right. right. Um, so I was gonna say that I know he's done so many scores, but this is probably one of the most moving scores he's ever written. Yeah, it, it goes
2: it, really great with the dinosaurs. I, <laughs> I don't know why it I just I listened, sounds.
1: I listened to the soundtrack uh-huh. on its own last night, and it just—I was almost crying just from it alone. It's—it's oh. it's really astounding. <laughs> And I, that's something I didn't remember necessarily. I remember no, it yeah, was good, but then hearing it again recently was like, this is very, oh, very well done.
2: Right, we talked about how James Horner did the score for Once Upon a Forest as well, yes. which did that, not go with that movie, but is a good score. It's a good score right. for a
1: movie that doesn't deserve a good score, <laughs> as good a score as it got. This one is elevated yes. by having a good score, mm. and the score really does push the feel of the entire film and just is always kind of, cause again, this is a film punctuated by sadness and silence and si- silence. too. Yeah. And it's like, and it, it's a, the very first thing that happens in this movie is something trying to eat something. You know what I mean? It's something in the ocean tr- being pursued, trying to get uh, consumed. And you, you kind of are reminded that this world that they live in is this primitive, dangerous place where things die and yeah. and then things have to kind of carry on living even when other things die. And it, again, is just kind of gently carried the whole way by this score that is always sort of holding your hand a bit and, and making you, you know, it's like things will be okay even though they seem kind of dark. But,
2: but it's funny how, like, yeah, they, death is throughout this whole movie in the obvious way such as when characters die but also like there's a scene where there's just a skeleton of a dinosaur and they like run through it or whatever Yeah, like it's just like it's there's a, a skeleton joke. like it's imagine like if you s- just saw a skeleton just like of well, a person that would be so scary <laughs> well and that was really haven't
6: been in my
4: bedroom <laughs> <laughs> well and there's a skeleton on the the, tier, the triceratops skull oh my skull. god oh
2: my god
4: <laughs> well that was something I wanted to talk about too in that in rewatching The Rite of Spring and then you know rewatching watching Land Before Time the sort of frustrating element about dinosaur movies that are set during dinosaur times is that they always seem to be set right at the end. It's like mm. we have over 100 million, yeah. <laughs> 200 million years of dinosaurs living, and all we but for some reason we really like to focus, yeah, because there is that overall sense of like uh doom and like fading in yeah. this movie too. Where and again, it could be just inspired by the right even of in the movie Dinosaur, the
6: whole premise
4: of that. Was you see the meteor come down, the
6: yeah. asteroid come down, and it wipes them, it and it's kind sort of like landfront. We got to go and find you well, know, the nesting grounds.
1: Well, because when you're writing a story, well, the first thing you want to do is have a problem, right? Well, what problem is going to be more significant than the <laughs> extinction of your
4: entire race? Yeah, but, it, but it, in some ways, it's like, that's, I think, why it, it might be hard to make movies set in the time of dinosaurs. Because, yeah, you just... It's this thing of like always having it be in this very ble- like it's bleak from the beginning. Well, did At you least see Ice Age? Like, has the chance for the ice to melt? You <laughs> did know? you see
6: the, the the movie, not the documentary, the movie Walking with Dinosaurs? Yeah, which was not portrayed, which I thought was pretty bad.
4: Wait, the, not the documentary, not not the BBC. oh no, sorry, I've only seen the
6: theatrical release. No, no, not I haven't seen the documentary seen it. that oh, is now goodness. simply dated because it's twenty years old. Yeah, there was a movie. It's had the same title. Was not affiliated with the BBC documentary. The animation was really good because these dinosaurs, look, they were up to date. They were realistic. There was one with feathers flying around. It was just a ridiculous, hokey, kitty plot. And I remember going to see it. And I, as a paleontologist and a dinosaur fan, I was excited. And then I'm looking around at the audience. It's all like people with younger children or like grandparents. Mm. And I was like, is this a little kitty film? Oh, no. And I was like... (laughs) This kind of is. It's got really good CGI. It just doesn't have like the documents with the with the really scary intense bits. But it was that's the only one I've seen that wasn't sort of a at the end. Even Jurassic World. Sort of paid homage to the, yeah. the you know fallen kingdom. You see, you no know, the Brachiosaur, and it's there, and it goes down, and all the smoke and the fire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're all crying, and she's going, "No Brachiosaur, no, no
5: Brachiosaur." <laughs> I think the thing about dinosaurs that's so inherently interesting to us as a species is that they're not here anymore. Yeah, right. That yeah. they that they somehow did not survive or whatever. It's like look at these massive things that Rome once like burning, ruled kinda. the earth. Well, like, that's why you see a but million dinosaur all
6: movies and not a million woolly mammoth movies. That's true. <laughs> Aww, I want to see <laughs> woolly mammoth. Well, all, all we true. have is, I, you know, other than, you know, you go to the but sci-fi did, channel and they'll bring back, you know, a saber cat or something. I think but, they
5: did, what was that, 10,000 BC? With, like, saber teeth and so woolly 10, mammoths which and stuff? Was, that
6: was a remake of 10,000. But, yes, that had its own ridiculous
1: paleontological <laughs> issues. But, oh, yes, so that so had mammals. I, I'm curious birds. to ask both of you, since I think you both have knowledge on it, uh, Stephen Grayson, like, w- 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 vaguely what era... Is well, this, this movie... is the Cretaceous and
4: well,
6: C- Cretaceous with a fair few Jurassic cameos. Well, yeah, I
4: was going to say if we look at the the makeup of the five, mi- well, technically it's four dinosaurs and one flying reptile. Yeah, it's,
6: it's, it's four dinosaurs and a pterosaur. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, uh, this
4: little... is why you're both here. <laughs> yeah. So, it, let okay. the parade, raining commence. Yes. It, well, no. Well, so so uh, according to Wikipedia, and I I actually am curious to know if this is something that somebody has like backdated to say that hey Littlefoot is an Apatosaurus, or is there actually dumb blue saying oh, what these I dinosaurs see. are. My
6: educated guess is people probably like, what does he most look like? And he's probably supposed to be a Brontosaurus. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Sure. You know he, he's a generic sauropod. Yeah. And the right. most generic one of them all is that everybody knows yeah. is Brontosaurus, though the kids can all tell you it's
4: Datasaurus yeah. now. But yeah on Wikipedia so that's what I'm curious about if this is something like you're, you're saying that has been has been people have sort of put it off. On the movie, but saying that Littlefoot is an apatosaurus, that Sarah is a triceratops, that Ducky is a serolyphus, which is a kind of a left field uh dinosaur rather than like parasaurolophus or it's, a as hadrosaur. A, I
6: remember when I was in college,
4: and my friends would always
6: ask me how actors, say, and never asked me, know, what are what are all the dinosaurs? And I could never figure out what type of hadrosaur Ducky was. I was like, that crest is so weird. And then I remember just one day, I forget what I was doing, something else, and I was reading and Sorolophus came up, and all of a sudden it was like a bolt from bl- the blue, and was like, "Oh yeah, because everyone everyone knows paraceratophrys, which is the one with the big huge tube on the head that was in the Lost World." And most people would ask me if Ducky was. That. I was like, "No, the crest is wrong." Yeah, but yeah. The, uh, but the adults kinda yeah, a little, kind of. Yeah, they kind of have it. You know, they don't. It's really not a good depiction if you look at what <laughs> Sorolophus <laughs> looked like either. But this yeah. is not a documentary. Yeah,
4: yeah. So. I have another qu- Oh were you done with Oh that? oh, and then um, So Spike is obviously A Stegosaurus Yeah And then um, Yeah Petrie's a Teranodon So yeah. but, And I, the
6: sharp tooth Is a T-Rex Yeah
4: Really No <laughs> it's just, So Apparently there was an <laughs> Albertosaurus Like what Why Why
1: make it that obscure <laughs> I thought it was an Indominus right
4: uh, no! <laughs> no! no, no! Curse you, Colin Trevorrow!
2: Wait, <laughs> since since Fallen Kingdom what? has already been brought up, or Jurassic World's already been brought up a couple of times, can we also talk about how neither of the that? Af- well, the I'd like
1: we... to point out that I have my Jurassic World slap bracelet. <laughs> wait, let me get that slap. But yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. Get the... slap
4: it good! Da 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 da. Oh, there, Dex is doing it with one hand. Oh, no, no. Wait, I can do
1: this. <laughs>
3: I Imagine if he was a
6: T-Rex and had little arms, he couldn't do that. Yeah. We'd all be laughing at him.
4: Nice.
2: Well, I was tough. just going to mention that while we were watching it, <laughs> while we were watching it, there's the lava part, and you're like, no movies ever get lava right, and it's the same in Fallen Kingdom. Right. Where it's yeah. like, if you're near lava, your face will melt your off, right? Yeah, no, yeah.
1: No
2: movie ever depicts lava correctly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but... You don't want to see it. Re- I mean,
6: volcano—the guy where he melts feet first and he's just—that is well, that is, ah, that a is such a great scene. I'm actually, You're gonna take that away from us.
5: I'm curious about that because I would imagine. No, no, no. no. So, because you watch those, you watch those videos of the volcanic eruption in Hawaii last year. Biggest volcano fails. And. You can see there's like a car, the car, and it's like 15 feet away from the lava. And as it gets closer, you can see like the heat starts affecting it. But I think unless you're like at the volcano where there's lava everywhere, and I think
1: it depends on the type uh, the of air lava is flow like, too. The yeah. air, like we need a geologist where you are. The air but, is. But, but they're I, on, they're on like a rock in a pool of well lava. Also, yeah, no, that's in, like in, that's in yeah.
2: Fallen Kingdom. Wasn't Chris Pratt like right next to yeah. it, and he just I didn't to recall the baron's
6: had a chunk of lava like <laughs> land he on he it. and then he's like, ah, it's like it's not scream like, oh my god, I was just cooked to well done instantly. It's like a,
4: it's like a shower where he's like testing to see if it's hot. It's hot. a hot shower, it's Yeah, hot, that's
6: hot. <laughs> well, yeah, no. I mean
4: it's all I mean, you know, Smegol like It would Lan- the
6: same if Gollum and had just been sizzled.
4: That's what I was yeah, exactly. Yeah, Schmigo would have been like like would have just turned to <laughs> well, ash. Okay,
1: but 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 that's the thing I think is one of the cool things about the ending of Lord of the Rings. I'm glad you brought this up. Well, With it's meta- that, it's metaphorically is that the, interesting. The ring Takes so long to actually oh, sink uh-huh, into the lava uh-huh. is that it's so transcendent of uh, of our world that it's like that's a good point. It takes it, a, it takes some time for it to even be affected by it. That's which is, a
6: whole lot of evil, yeah. <laughs> that
1: which
4: I thought I think that's cool, like I think I that's mean, really neat. The baryonyx was forged by the 12 <laughs> d- dwarf, <laughs> 13 dwarf lords, anyway.
1: Something so, yeah. there are 29 the lords of the DNA strand. There are 29 yeah. dwarf lords, there are 29 yeah. dinosaurs that appear. In this movie, apparently, whoa, and, uh, really, a what? number of them actually were supposedly extinct by the time this came. Huh. out. So I was going to ask because oh. with you've told me before, I think Grayson, that Rite of Spring that tho- those dinosaurs couldn't have coexisted. Oh, oh. R- yes. Rite, of, Rite
6: of Spring has a Demetrodon in it, which is that sort of sailback lizard that not Isn't only it... is not a dinosaur, it's not even a reptile. Yeah. It's more closely related to mammals. And it was extinct before the ancestors of dinosaurs evolved. But you go to any store, you buy your generic bag of dinosaurs, you'll see a Dimetrodon, and kids all know what it is.
4: Yeah.
1: So uh, are there any things about this movie where you you were kind of like, those... Those well, dinosaurs wouldn't have been well, together. It's the, same, well,
4: it's the
6: same thing
5: as Jurassic Park.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's,
4: it's crit- well, well, but, but Jurassic Park's
6: Jurassic Park should by... really be called Cretaceous Park, but Jurassic right. Park... And Triassic Park, who cares about that? Because isn't, <laughs> isn't it
5: that the, the T-Rex and the Triceratops are farther apart than we are? No, too? no, no. T-Rex and... Uh, or... it, it's
6: T-Rex and... There's more time in between Stegosaurus, Stegosaurus. and T-Rex... Than T. Rex and Homo Sapiens.
3: Wow! Because
6: wow. like, di- yeah, dinosaurs <laughs> were like you said, 160 million. Oh, 160. People, that's what yeah, it's... people think oh, it was all at once. It's like no, there was a bunch of ages of dinosaurs, different groups. Went so extinct. if we
5: put people on the land before time, it would be no less accurate.
6: <laughs> well, it depends. Well, then, on, well, then, are we well, watching this be... in church? Because in that case, it's <laughs> a documentary. Well, then,
1: no, that that would end up being primal. Then you get into series. That, uh... <laughs> but but yeah, that's it's the coming. Flintstones. This is the Flintstones. But yeah, Meat. With, the Flintstones. Okay, yeah. so
6: we'll, we'll, we'll talk about th- the Bronto ribs. Is that the Littlefoot special? N- oh. <laughs> no.
4: no, uh, no, but but also the, the, the same thing with with the dinosaurs specifically. It's a yeah, like the apatosaurus and the and well, technically Littlefoot and Spike are from the Jurassic and the rest are from the Cretaceous. Yeah, I actually saw a great exhibit. The um, the Smithsonian in uh, Washington D.C. Oh, have
6: you been to the refurbished dinosaur? I haven't,
4: but the the old, the previous one. Well, so in between, they did oh. they did an exhibit like a temporary one called like the last days of the dinosaurs. So they actually did focus much more in not just the entire Cretaceous, just but like that the end. Yeah, like literally. I mean, they probably couldn't get like the final day, obviously. No, but- but within a range, the last that, couple million years. Yeah, yeah, and that was really cool because mm. I feel like that's the kind of time that *Land Before Time* and a lot of these movies focus on. Even um, I never saw what was the Pixar, the lat oh good the, good di- di- the Good Dinosaur. Good dinosaur. It, oh. it wasn't that also kind of a, a, a more apocalyptic. The Good oh, Dinosaur a was a western. No,
1: the the yeah, the Good Dinosaur was like a weird anti-apocalyptic. Really, it was, where, a, it was a western. Yeah, but it, it it the literal setup to that movie is that the the meteor misses Earth. Oh. It's like within Oh, the that's first...
2: why there's a person and a dinosaur yeah. together within with, the touch, but, but the are. people are like it's,
1: animals. It's played as kind Ugh. of a joke, and the dinosaurs are farmers. It's played like kind of a joke where where the the the, the like the rock is coming towards Earth, you know, and it's like coming, and then it kind of goes by, and all the the brontosaurs like kind of look.
6: You see them pick up their heads like, "What's an kind of chew?" And then one of them starts chewing again.
1: Yeah, and then they start eating again. So it's played for kind of a joke. But okay, got it. Uh, it Speaking of uh, average d- dinosaur movies, it's kind of notable <laughs> how like there aren't a whole lot of animated dinosaur yeah. movies that that register on this level as *Land Before Time*. Yeah, does.
6: that's because with dinosaur movies, as as somebody who likes to watch natural horror films, which is the genre that involves animals going on the rampage. Yeah, people watch dinosaur movies and people want to see people getting eaten. That's, I think, why Carnosaur had a whole bunch of sequels, which the first one was based off a book. That, gets, <laughs> that has since fallen into the shadow because Jurassic mm. Park came out and that rules all dinosaur films other than some of the old classics. But people want to see that sort of primeval violence. Even the old like Lost World films where they just took iguanas, glued fake horns and fins <laughs> on them. You watch them when it's a dinosaur fight, and they literally it was two lizards where you know someone is poking them with stick, and those two lizards fought. <laughs>
2: So in a lot of these
6: animated films, unless you're doing, you know, like animated films for adults or some of the Miyazaki films that are for a more, you know, general audience, you can't have dinosaur move animated dinosaur because there's too many people being eaten. And this movie was already scary enough as it was. Yeah.
1: And it's interesting that a lot of those films are kind of about humans reacting to dinosaurs. Mm, Not a lot of them are actually about dinosaurs as characters, per se. Yeah.
6: Well, there was Denver, the last
1: dinosaur. That's true. That's well, very and true. And this, this <laughs> film did so
2: well at the box office. I'm just, I mean, I guess maybe that's why they did all the sequels. Well, but
1: again, well, uh, I don't We're, think... We're Back was down the line. Right. So they did. They did, which I have. Well, I yeah, 90, the, I love that movie VHS here of We're Back. I love that yeah. movie. Yeah, uh, row, row, row your boat, baby. Re- this is related to uh, Joan Universal, and this was the second <laughs> Amblimation yes. film.
5: That Another terrifying me. movie. Yes, <laughs> also
1: dark and terrifying as well. Too. Oh
5: yeah, <laughs>
1: sign here in blood. So, <laughs> and if oh, you yeah. don't eat
6: your show you will revert back into a feral wild animal. <laughs> and,
1: And that one kind of is both because that's about dinosaurs as characters and about humans reacting to dinosaurs. But, um, But yeah, like having a story that just takes place solely back in time it is interesting. But it's like
2: I know this is a movie for for dinosaur fans, but also like again, I liked it as a kid and watching it now, the little baby dinosaurs are so cute. Like you don't have to be like mm-hmm. even oh God. when like, he's born, have... yeah. baby littlefoot
1: is like basically uh, the he thing. could be a pokemon. So yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, like they could be kittens. I thought they were like little kittens yeah, yeah. They're so cute. Uh,
4: there,
1: there's a whole scene with the uh, fighting over the berry, yeah. like all oh, oh, the oh, little yeah, baby Pteranodons Yeah. <laughs> yeah <they're... laughs> and it's, it's kind of interesting that's another like vignette that's kind of just in the middle of the movie
2: to kind of lighten it to lighten it, it yeah. a
1: little bit but yeah, <laughs> yeah it's after all the death but but um, it's so
2: cute because he brings him the little little like berry or whatever yeah. and he, he like tried, kind of pushes uh, it yeah, and like the, waits the, the little so animation cute. quirk that
1: got me was him he like put nudges it towards him and then he like Picks it up with his beak and moves it just a smidge closer. Like he, <laughs> and he just like waits a little bit, like you know, you're like, gonna Aw. eat that. Eh? Eh? <laughs> so cute. So yeah, they. Yeah. I mean, the animation in this movie is just so kind of astonishing. Like they, especially considering all they really did have to look at was the Rite of Spring, and and beyond that, what? Yeah, like well, <laughs> where, this was, How this do you was, create dinosaurs? Well, out this of your was head? also
6: you know pre Jurassic Park, pre computers. People weren't so picky about what things looked like. These days, any animal, monster, creature gets depicted in a film, even if it's supposed to be stylized.
4: Fantastical, yeah. People
6: yeah. are going to pick it apart.
4: Sonic the I Hedgehog. Get, I
6: guess, <laughs> yeah. Well, that was some sort of unholy freak yeah, they, of nature. That's different. That's they
5: were asking for that. Let's well, not bring Sonic well, the Hedgehog. Well, a better example,
6: look at how dragons have evolved in film. You go back to like Dragon Dragonheart, which is your traditional dragon where it's got four legs and wings. Nowadays they're all Four-limbed animals, where they're basically walking on their thumbs like a bat or a pterosaur. Mm. Yeah, you know, like Game of Thrones, they're yeah. yeah, it's more biologically feasible. I, I yeah, guess that's the true. like
1: the stuff I would think of is the old King Kong, like the stop motion. Yeah, uh, animation is is a, probably a source that they might have been able to look at for for dinosaurs. I mean, and I would
6: imagine so, and that was so influential to so many filmmakers. Right. I
1: mean. R- I'm going to say Ray
6: Harryhausen. Well, yeah. I
5: think yeah, it's clear. Course. They also look at a lot of analog animals. Like, whenever they're personifying them, they tend to go, and this is the same with dragons, because I always think about this with dragon. Dragons are almost always animated just like they're cats with wings. Yeah. Like, dragons <laughs> are basically
6: <laughs> cats with wings. Well, the reason yeah. why the yes. Aragon movie um, was so bad, that, that dragon had too much ungulate, hoofed animal in its facial expressions. Hmm. It reminded me of a, a, of a petting zoo animal. And even the scales on it were based off pangolin scales, which is a mammal. Yeah. So it was too <laughs> I like know that cuz I've noticed with dragons in film as a big dragon fan when they stick in too much mammal it dilutes cuz one cuz the why Draco was so good he was very expressive he was very but he still basically looked like a reptile. Yeah. The Draca, only good mammalian dragon I've seen not including Falcor is the one mm. from Beowulf where where um, Oh, I never ended up seeing yeah, that. Yeah, the motion capture one. Where the Beowulf was his father yeah. were supposed to be, you know, that human type. We saw that together. And it was based, brother. yes, we did. And it was based off a of flying squirrel, which Ooh. was a really unique concept. And I thought they pulled it off very nicely. That dragon is even mammalian to the point it almost has like a rhinarium style nose, but right. it still looks dragonish. Whereas you look at like the remake of Pete's Dragon. Mm. where they left the golden retriever in the pool for too long <laughs> and then didn't take him to the groomer to get the algae out of his fur.
3: <laughs>
1: well, That's forever how I'm going they to also, think of that. I now. think they use a lot of, like, it's also worth noting uh, Don Booth was the animation director on the original Pete's Dragon, yeah. the hand-drawn 70s, right? one by Disney. That anyway. one only
6: had hair up here. It was fine. Yeah. He still looked <laughs> like a dragon, not a dog. <laughs> they, use,
5: they use a lot of mammalian analogs. So, like, for the Triceratops, when it charges, they look at a rhino and a bull. Right. When they look yeah. at Littlefoot, like the long necks, they're going to giraffes, and they're looking at how they swing their necks, and like, how they reach up for things, and obviously, like, birds. Like, that's very obvious where they're taking a lot of their inspiration from. But I feel like all the personified moments where they're giving them a lot of character, it's either cats for certain traits Mm -hmm. and dogs for others. Like, whenever they're being, like, champions and heroics, they always go with, like, dog-like poses. And then whenever they're doing anything that's, like, silly or, like, they're scared or, or they're heightened. It's always cats. Like, yeah. their tails go up, their back goes up, it's they're slinking you mentioned around.
6: It's dog like when Sarah was reunited with her father, her tail went up and started wagging. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, it's we-
5: like, it's the easiest way to personify because we are so closely related to cats and dogs. Like, we're all that, have such a connection. Absol- we know how to read those. Yeah, emotions. that absolutely
6: makes sense. And especially with dragons, limits, some of it is probably based off of big cats. Yeah,
2: right. can we also just go into like how great the animation is, and also how they have this perspective, and and you noted it while we were watching it of like when uh, Littlefoot's mother is like turning her neck back oh, around, yeah, yeah. and then it comes right towards the camera. Or there's a shot where she's pulling the tree star off the tree, and it goes down, and then you see the top of it, and it's like lots angles. So
1: yeah, lots of shots are just set up in a way to emphasize the size yeah. and scale, uh-huh. especially of just how big Littlefoot's mom is when yeah. when. She, like and how small he is. By the fight comparison. sequence
6: in particular, because you know, Littlefoot and Sarah, they get they're underneath her, and at one point, I think this level goes, "Watch out!" And they have to get out of the way of her oh, foot. Yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. comes smack, and it's like a it's like a tree trunk. Yeah,
1: it's that, huge, and it's just
6: smashing down, and that sharp tooth. You know, they can all fit in its footprint. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but and there's the moment Herbal. where I think Littlefoot asks if she's ever been to the valley, and it. I always remember the shot just yeah. in my mind where because her, you know, she's. Walking along, and then all of a sudden, you see her neck turn, and it's really her head's really tiny out in the distance, and then just turn around, and then her head comes back in frame right next to Littlefoot and just says, No, like (laughs) I haven't. And it's like, Well, how do you know? You know, and a lot uh, of
6: the angles are shot of like Littlefoot's mom and his grandparents from behind, so you're like looking up the whole length of the animal, yeah. You see that in a lot of these shots, even at the end, you say, Or you only see. Just the head and part of the neck. It, you never see like a full body shot of little of Littlefoot's grandparents. Whereas like with with Daddy Tops. <laughs> You know, Daddy he's, Tops He's, Daddy he's Tops. all in the shot uh-huh. <laughs> I love that it says Daddy Tops <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's uh, going to be Jeff my Goldblum new Jeff Goldblum is Daddy Top. That's going to be like
6: My gambling
4: name is Daddy Tops That would be kind of like a nice Tress be... had Jeff Goldblum as <laughs> No not as Daddy you know, Tops Hey we I, don't uh, hang uh,
6: out uh, with long necks.
4: You, uh, <laughs> uh, Stay away from them Sarah. Uh, the I'm
5: going to
6: leave a great big pile of shit right here
1: he should just narrate all future Jurassic Parks right so uh, back then uh, a long time ago no so we but anyway we have uh, yeah so the the perspective is just really amazingly done
2: it's so unique because like we've seen you know we've been watching these Don Bluth movies and it's it's fun when you have like a tiny mouse and the world is built around this tiny mouse. But like this is like really small dinosaurs, you know, baby dinosaurs, and these big dinosaurs with long Full necks. And it's just ones. so and,
1: and different. And there's just subtle things too. I mean, maybe not subtle, but big like, ones, small ones, some as big, as big as your head. head mm. Yeah, I've got a lovely bunch of dinosaurs. There they are, <laughs> all running in a row. Um, the but the moment where they're they're sleeping in the footprint of the yeah. T. Rex. Yeah. And yep. then it it comes and steps. Almost, it steps into the footprint again uh, as they narrowly escape. But you have all these little things to kind of, these little big things to, to remind you of the scale of, of well, these creatures. Or when the
6: sharp tooth is sleeping and it opens up its eye and its eye is as big as Sarah's yeah. whole yeah. face. You know, it's right. like giant square. Why didn't eye she hit
5: point his point? eye?
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's seen that and he's literally like a mountain. Or like Petri almost gets sucked up its his nose. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the, and there's, again, like, there's just a lot of lovely, fun. Uh, and anim- maybe segue here a little. To talk more about the animation, but like, oh there's, yeah, well, there's... no,
2: because you know someone who worked on this. Oh, I
1: guess so. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, uh, well, I know two people because Kathleen Kathleen Quayfood taught life drawing. I don't know if she still does, but she taught life drawing at Moore Park when I took a class there, and she was an effects animator. I saw her name in the credits for this, yeah. and then also Darlie Brewster. Um, was someone I knew at Duck Studios uh, when I was there, and uh, she was she's an animator, and she I believe she worked on this in All Dogs. Um, Didn't you
2: say some, one of them it, animated I, a tree I star think, falling? I think
1: that her scene was the scene of the tree star falling down wow. towards uh, towards Littlefoot. If I if I recall correctly, that's the one that she, that she told me she had one of her scenes from. That's from awesome. That movie. So. Um, but yeah, she was, she was very, I, I remember like kind of a couple times looking over her shoulder when she was animating stuff and she, it, and actually I, I learned an important thing from watching her animate, which was that like she, I used to think, oh, computer animators nowadays, we're so used to being able to just like, you know, cut and paste something or move it if we change our minds about where we want it. But when you're animating on paper, like it's, it's there. But then I remember seeing where she like had animated something and then she just tore the registration holes off and then just repositioned it and like moved it and then retaped it so it was in place. And I kind of went, Oh, okay. Like <laughs> a, two- a 2D animator like on paper can do that as well. Like so, wow. There's, there's there, you know, there's all these tricks that were always being used. But um uh so but there's a lot of little quirks, like I love uh I love like the way that Petrie at one point when I think they're in, are they in the tar and, Petrie's like oh, grabbing man. someone's nose oh, nostrils yeah. with his spike <sighs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it was
6: spike they're, they're pulling out making the line and he like uses claws to latch on to Spike's yeah. nose and he kind of winces because. <laughs> and Littlefoot's got his tail prehensively wrapped around that because yeah. in every movie every animal that has a tail can use it prehensilely. <laughs> just like how all the birds can use their feathers as fingers
1: and, and there's just one scene that I I'll always remember is when they find Spike and when Spike is oh, born yeah. I... and then it takes a good like two minutes or something of him just kind of eating the grass around him in which he was born and i, I just love the way he kind of sits there and chews it and then grab like munches on the next part and eats it, it doesn't do anything really for the narrative it's just kind of
6: well spike really didn't do much anything until like the eighth movie <laughs> but that's he finally yeah. learned to say ducky's name like, that's really, um... did this many adventures <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he didn't really have an arc through this movie, did he? He was just well, kind like of... a Stegosaurus
6: had a brain like... I love that. Oh, sorry.
5: No, um, I was going to
2: say, I, I love that just because it's like, you imagine that in real life, dinosaurs would lay their eggs in a place where when they are born, they have something to eat. It seemed like... It seemed correct. Yeah,
6: it's just so cute. A lot of dinosaurs he, he probably didn't it. have parental care. Like, long necks in real life did not have parental care. They were like sea turtles. They <gasps> had little tiny babies that they laid a lot of eggs at once, and they fend for themselves. They all hatch at once so the predators can't eat them all mm. at once, and then they grow really fast.
5: Oh, so this is, this is what I was going to ask. How big was Littlefoot when he was born? Like, well, in real life, how big would...
6: Now, sauropods long necks, are the largest <laughs> land animals to ever exist. The biggest one... The
1: scientific is, term, long neck, yeah, is, long boy. Okay. Well,
6: most people, even today, as I'm a teacher, and people, they ask me about those dinosaurs, they use the term long neck, probably sure. from these movies. Hmm. Not every, unless they have a child who's a dinosaur, not, they don't know the term sauropod. But some of these animals got, you know, 40, 50, up to 70 tons. That's as much as an entire herd of elephants. But when they were born, you're looking at it, you know, the, those eggs, maybe the size of a soccer ball or a volleyball. You've got an egg. Wow. Hmm. Nose to tail, maybe a yard long, but, you know, neck and tail is not a lot of bulk. Would have been about as heavy as a large house cat. So wow. a wow. delicious bite-sized snack for anything and everything,
2: including <laughs> Petrie,
6: in real life, probably would have eaten all of them.
2: Wow. I hate to say it. I mean, my cat's pretty big, okay. so... Oh,
6: <laughs> I, I just always
5: wondered that, like yeah. when I watched they that grow, scene last night. They
6: those little baby sauropods grew incredibly fast. Yeah. If you didn't, you were going to be eaten, and that that was their defense against predators. Because in in real life, no sharp tooth would go up something like Littlefoot's mom. Because that'd be like a grown person without a weapon going to fight an elephant.
1: <laughs> you would just get annihilated. I also just remembered the the scene where like Petrie's told like that's his tree star. to like, I protect it. And he does, like, this little march back and forth oh, on yeah. Littlefoot's head where he, like, is Oh, it's so it, like, good. Does he
4: have a little stick as, like, a gun? No, he rolls up the, yeah. tree, star oh, the tree star and, and uses star.
1: it like it's, like, a gun or something against yeah. it. Just a little anachronistic. It's like he's in the Royal <laughs> Guard. <laughs> yeah. 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 It doesn't really make sense if you think about it, but <laughs> no. it, it's super cute. Yeah. Uh, and it never
6: is, really and thought about the, it until um, now. That's going to bother me now.
3: <laughs> the tree Thanks for ruining
6: this movie for me, Childhood
5: Destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. The Tree Star has always been to me this, like, you know, cartoon food always looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I wanted a salad after watching this. Like, I don't want that. Krabby patties. Nothing's (laughs) ever seemed more delicious to me than the Tree Star. And yet, at the same time, because it's like translucent, it seems like it would be this. Like, every time I look at it, I both think, I want it so bad. And it reminds me of that scene from Mickey and the Beanstalk, Hmm. which is the Depression era, like, uh,. What you know, the leaves on the
6: beanstalk even look a little like tree stars.
5: Well, but so in this movie, it's during the, um, the Dust Bowl, and it's Mickey, Goofy, and Donald Duck, and all they have is like one loaf of bread left, and they're all starving. And he's cutting the bread like <laughs> ghost thin, yeah, so, it's so, little, so like, thin. translucent. Yeah, it's super flies. translucent, oh God, and I that's exactly like right. that. like the tree star. Like, first of all, they're yeah, starving. Like I'm always very very like, why isn't he eating it? Like, yeah. like share the tree star. I know it's not going to get you very far, but then you it look at it like and you're like, it would
6: be very filling or nutritious. No. Is that like Jurassic celery? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, they all have to eat so much of it, but it's like.
5: So it's like what's one leaf, Hold on yeah, to it, I
2: guess, uh-huh. and it's his mom, so. yeah,
1: <laughs> this is a complete non sequitur, but um, great, I you like jazz? I say I something funny say, i <laughs> yeah, the, i I was thinking about it. I think the land before time is a wonderful name, oh it, yeah. it's almost like you don't it, it's like you don't think about it because it's been said so many times, but if you actually sit so many land before times, but if you sit and actually <laughs> think about the title itself. Just objectively, as though you were hearing it for the first time, it's a very good title. It is, yeah. Um, it is, and it, and it was originally supposed to be "The Land Before Time" began. I think was the oh, whole, uh-huh. but I just think, yeah, like, yeah, like, what a wonderful well, set of like words. It's like "Land of the
6: Lost." It, it, it's simple, it's short, sweet, to the point, and you, you know
1: what it you means. You get it. You get it instantly. You don't
6: need to like psychoanalyze it. Oh, what are they trying to say? <laughs> it's like this was a long time ago. That's what we're trying to
1: say. <laughs> um, but. Uh, Yeah, like, Sarah, is there anything else you wanted to bring up regarding...
2: Regarding the animation?
1: Regarding research or anything in particular. Mm, I just wrote down
2: the Diana Ross song at the end is If We Hold On Together, which, by the way, I remembered that. I I think I must have heard it on the radio, too, because it did get radio play, but um, it was written by James Horner, Barry Mann, and Will Jennings. And James Horner and Barry Mann, if you'll remember, they did Somewhere Out There the song from an American Tale. Yes. So, uh
1: And it's a, yeah. it's a nice uh uh-huh. it's a nice song. It's yeah. a nice
2: song to end it on. Don't lose your way when each passing day
3: you've come so
1: And it it uh it brings a nice closure to it. It's weird in the album; it's in the middle
3: of oh, the album. I, uh, really? Yeah,
1: I was kind of like, I'm gonna put this at the end. Uh, That's weird. <laughs> which I think they did for an American Tale as well. They put the hmm. the one of the
4: the pop single like in
2: the oh. middle of it. But <laughs>
1: the kids, um, they're
4: not gonna want to wait to hear it.
2: <laughs> it reached the top thirty on the U.S. Adult Contemporary chart as well as giving Diana Ross her biggest hit ever in Japan, number one, and <sighs> later reaching number eleven in the U.K.
1: I guess, like, one thing that I do want to uh, break down about this and, and maybe re- go over the plot a little bit, which is that the whole theme of, of what it means to be alone and what it means to, like, how you deal with being alone. Because what I think is interesting is it, it sort of starts out with him, you know, he's, he's born, he is, it's like initially he's alone, but then he has his family. Right and but then as soon as he's lost, as soon as he uh, loses his family, he kind of has to like recreate his family with with uh, other dinosaurs.
2: Yeah. Was that a Pangea ish thing that happened? That earth the great the earth. earth dividing.
1: I guess yeah. you
6: could say
5: like yeah. This That's is... what I always thought it was because there's what no what meteor. It's a
6: reference to. I mean plate tectonics doesn't happen bing bang boom. Well, In real money. time, yeah. yeah. Wait, Wait, ha- really? No. no it, it, it. Right. <laughs> it, it actually does. Like I said, Right of Spring was a lot more accurate than you realize.
5: I just watched Geostorm, so
6: Well that, that did you know that was actually a documentary? <laughs> but um yeah, so they everyone knows about all oh, the comments used to be there, so they all talk about that. So I
4: guess yeah, it could have been. It's, again it's that cocktail of like things you show in a dinosaur movie of the dinosaur times you yeah, talk and people about the don't meteor. know the
6: science behind it people mm-hmm. just know oh that's it. like like the metron people oh it's a prehistoric thing it kind of looks like a lizard must be dinosaur yeah you stick it in with the other dinosaur
2: but how scary would that be if you're like in an earthquake and it just like separates the whole like
4: hey i mean my first apartment in la <laughs> after the after it was like the Mar- st patrick's Day earthquake of like 2014 or something I had popcorn ceiling, and when I came in my living room, there was a big crack in the ceiling and Ooh. like stuff on the like couch Ooh. and on the floor. And I was like, "I'm going to move <laughs> <laughs> I, I've I been down
6: in a tar pit, so oh. I've not been stuck in one, but um, I, I know people at LeBre and I've been down in one of the pits there. And you go down there, and it's pretty scary because like if you take a misstep, it's like you're going to fall, in, and it doesn't take it takes a tiny bit of tar to trap a very large. Th- I believe it's less than half an inch, and you can have an animal. The weight of an elephant stuck, oh my and it's God. not able to free itself. And that scene in the movie is particularly harrowing because Petrie's a He's screaming bloody. You know, the volcano's erupting in the. You don't even see him. Shows you how small he is in the grand. Volcano's erupting. It's kind of like all dogs go to heaven. They're in hell. Yeah, the hell. He's there screaming. Bloody murder!
5: The hell scene was also yeah, slightly. That scene is very scary. Uh, yeah, yeah, and
6: then the, and then they all are getting are like falling, and Sarah's busy being chased by these crazy packy who just want a headbang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that that made no sense. To just. I didn't realize
5: the tar the tar pits was that viscous because it doesn't look like it.
6: I mean, it's. I wouldn't say that as an accurate depiction of a tar pit, but <laughs> it's it's a it was it's a dramatic people associate tar pits with prehistoric and getting yes stuck exactly getting yeah stuck yeah, in, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah and it was but it, that it was be- a particularly where they all like they're all they're all going to go out. Uh, and every, everyone's stuck in the horrifying like, was,
1: like black monster thingy that they end up becoming and, and the genuine all,
6: like, terror you hear in Petrie's voice he's already got a high pitched voice and he screams when it goes up like eight
1: octaves Spe- <clears throat> speaking of cries Sarah has a very interesting cry in this movie that I feel like you hear kind of over and over it's like ah! I can't do it. But but if I, I I'm just going to find a That's clip. That's because you're a grown-up tops. I'm going to find a clip from I'm not a yeah. You're not a kitty tops. I'm not a kitty tops, but it, she has this very interesting sound that she makes and I, I wish I knew what it was. But um so anyway, Littlefoot is born uh, kind of alone cuz he sort of knocked off the path at first. Like he's someone tries to steal him. You you right? even
6: said the movie starts off with that thing in the water being consumed and then the egg gets grabbed.
1: Right. He's mm-hmm. almost killed before the story even starts.
6: Dinosaur <laughs> starts off like that, too. The whole thing, they grab the egg, and you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Dinosaur. Various it's things. classic start. movie. Dinosaur was good. It Dinosaur was, is actually, not a bad film. I'm curious. Just, but, you know, Dinosaur, originally, they weren't going to talk either, apparently. And that would have been, like... A more, I feel like that would have been interesting if they've been able to pull that Dinosaur off. Dinosaur
6: also does not have any musical numbers or songs. This is true. <laughs> it's now that I think of it, it's a lot more like Land with the exception there were mammals in it.
1: But dino, uh, for those who don't know, Dinosaur was a Disney movie everyone's forgotten about where they filmed. They filmed like real, real backgrounds, right? And then they CG'd in dinosaurs. And it and was pretty. It was pretty
6: good CGI. It was. It for was. Time, two, yeah. It was two thousand or two thousand one, and they yeah. were. And really the the biggest gripe in the in terms of the realism of the animals in that film, the the, the villainous carnivore they picked, they chose Carnotaurus. They made it about T Rex sized because when it comes to dinosaurs, bigger is always better. I mean look at Indominus Rex. Yeah. Right. Bigger Except is for always. the raptors.
5: <laughs> raptors. That's the only like I mean of course Jurassic Park Raptors are not.
6: Yeah, I mean but Jurassic like Park the- Raptors are gigantic. Yeah. Because no one wants to see a bunch of little turkeys running around gutting yeah.
1: people. But um, so but yeah, like Littlefoot, he's almost killed before he's even born. And he's, he's the only
6: p- and he's the only thing that hatches. He doesn't have like clutch mates.
1: Right. D- so, Ducky
6: had a whole bunch of non-spike siblings. Yeah. A nice had a whole bunch of siblings.
1: So it's it's interesting. So yeah, he's like kind of born alone. And then he, you know, he has his family of his mother and his grandparents, and then he gets uh, they run into the where's the, dad the shark where,
6: where's where's daddy source where's daddy foot
2: maybe oh, they're like elephants where they just mate and they leave well then why is grandpa oh it. well he I don't know
5: well, he's past <laughs> his prime mating <laughs> time yeah but, yeah he
2: came back he's yeah like, hey, but little ready to foot, settle down now <laughs> they
5: don't have Cialis back then
6: <laughs> mom was a gold digger source dad was a
2: lot
1: older <laughs> but little foot he was a fossil by the time this happened <laughs> oh no. I'll get through this somehow. Uh, little foot tree, star, and, tree star, tree star. I'm trying. <laughs> little, <laughs> little foot uh, moves on with his parents, and then they run into the sharp tooth. They get, the, the mom gets into a fight with the, the sharp tooth and then delivers the most touching final words where she says, you know, she's laying, it's raining. She says, dear sweet little foot, do you remember the way to the great valley? and lightning is striking around, and you see these beautiful highlights appearing on them as, the speech, as this scene is happening. Dear sweet
0: Littlefoot, do you remember the way to the Great Valley? I guess so. But why do I have to know you're going to be with me? I'll be with you, even if you can't see me. What do you mean, if I can't see you? We can always see Little Wood. Let your heart guide you. It whispers. So listen closely. We that's
2: were
1: the last line that she and it, it,
2: We were watching it here and I, I was like starting to tear up, but I also was like I was eating Mongolian barbecue at the same time and I
6: That's exactly what a patasaurus <laughs> tastes like, by the way.
2: <laughs> well there's no meat in it, but um but uh, I I I, like, swallowed something too spicy, and so I was, like, feeling like I had to... I was, like, choking, so my eyes were tearing up because I was choking, too. But I didn't want to, like, ruin the moment of the scene. So so were you choking or
6: choking up? Those are two different (laughs) things. Probably both. I don't know. And then finally
2: (laughs) the scene was over, and I just, like, had to pause it and go, like, choke and cough. (laughs) But but it was also a sad scene. Well, I mean, you look at these (laughs)
6: animated movies, especially with animals, there's oftentimes a big, dramatic death sequence where... The parent is there and the the child critter is there trying to figure out... Think Lion King. Think of Mufasa. That's probably you want know, to well, talk about traumatic animated deaths.
2: But in Bambi, there isn't this final moment. Bambi's right. mom just Bambi gets like. Bambi did it
6: all with a sound effect. Yeah, you, yeah. Because it's like that's it. The hunter is not the hunter is not even a character in mm-hmm. Bambi, which is why I get really upset when I see lists of great movie villains and the hunter from Bambi beats out Darth Vader <laughs> because the hunter from Bambi. It's not like they talk about this like you must stay away from you know the hunter or he's you know he's you know with his boomstick or whatever. <laughs> He's a, just like a concept or ideal, and he's a sound effect.
2: Yeah. But it's funny that they. Well, I guess it makes sense because there are no people in this. But it's funny that they are using Bambi as an inspiration. But I guess in both the mother dies. So right. Well, Bambi um, kind of for cute little animal. Mother. Stories.
4: Yeah. But I would say mother. that this
1: is like the right amount of time for for how long it spends on this speech. It doesn't. It's like a nice middle ground where it's like because it can feel like oh I'm dying, but I have these things to tell you, but but she says just enough and. I feel like another film it would have like it would have continued. It was like, your heart whispers, so listen closely. It says that you must always." But it's like, Fossa it
6: didn't say anything. He was already dead. Yeah. Is he already dead? He goes okay. up to him and he's lying there. He's awfully Wait. intact considering an entire herd of wildebeest <laughs> trampled ran over him. And That's a lot of hope well, for per to, wildebeest.
2: He gets to say his thing later as a spirit, which also Littlefoot's mother yeah, does. Right. So, so it's like Lion King just ripped off everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
1: including Hamlet and Osama So uh, that was Kimba, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the. But anyway, he runs into Reuter after this incident, is offered words of wisdom, and then the scene that you were mentioning before, where it's like he sees the shadow uh, of himself. That's oh. the most heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's interesting that the movie addresses denial so head on. Yeah. Of like, he still thinks she might be alive.
5: And I think that shadow works so well, partially because the shadows already burned into rain brain from watching. You know, it was smart they didn't show. His mom get bit. They show the shadow okay. of it because then you remember that so wow. much better. So then you shadow. see the shadow again, and of course, he, yeah, It's like we've already Sorry. seen her as a shadow <laughs> depicted once, so it's like a lot easier to get what oh, he was yeah, thinking. Yeah, that's really that's so
4: interesting. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't it, think about that. It's yeah. saying
1: something else at the same time because it's all. It, she does say that I'll always be with you, and in a weird way, it's like that similarity of her resembling his shadow. You know, from that mm-hmm. distance is this also visual way of of reaffirming you are her carrying forward like you you are you came from her you're a part of her and there's even a line in the narration that says like little foot must carry on or the the chain of life would be broken so he is the continuation of his of his mother's life and it's done all through just so like well placed imagery yeah. compared to you know how many other films would handle something that way, um, so he. But yeah, that that scene is just heartbreaking. It was a dramatic
6: death that wasn't drawn out and wasn't unnecessarily gruesome, right? Because if, if this was a movie that was not targeted for children, these you, you know, there's some there, you know, they're bleeding out, or if you know, I got to you know, in the middle of the last. Week, <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, we talked about Watership Down in our last episode, and that's, like, that's bloody and horrific, yeah. yeah.
1: And, and then, to just to fast... Because
2: this is a very dark, heavy
6: scene, but it doesn't have the, like I said, the gruesomeness. Because mm-hmm. even her, her bite mark, it's just, it's not oozing... It doesn't look really graphic. It's not like Beauty and the Beast where she hauls him up and he's bleeding from being shanked in the kidney and you can actually see blood trickling down his thigh for
1: three seconds. Right. It's done It's done tastefully um, and then the way that he deals with her death is done tastefully. And, um, and then kind of the rest of the movie is them... Getting the the uh, getting the gang together, the the formation of the fellowship, and then <laughs> to go score seven, some tree rain. stars. <laughs> and then uh then like
6: antidepressants <laughs> to numb the pain.
1: And if you try and do actually summarize Spike the plot Spike had too much. If you try to summarize the plot of this movie, it it doesn't take a whole lot of time. Like it, it it's then them running from Sharptooth most of the time. Sarah learns to not be a jerk, and then uh, and they're just well, trying like to, find their way to the Great Valley. Well, like they split up at one point
2: and then realized yeah. that they need to be back together. Was anybody
6: yeah. else bothered by how viciously they wanted to kill that shark? He was like, We're going to get
2: rid of him forever. We're, <laughs> yeah. like, we're going to drag him out to this well,
6: deep hole and he can't he... swim. So we're going to drown him. And I mean, like, yeah. he's been drowning...
4: trying to kill them. The and desperate and... times call for def- desperate. Well, yeah. one of the
6: things that bothers me about animated movies in general the bad guy who is whoever your local predator is, is always a mindless brute who just wants to kill and eat things. for, And they're just there. And it's
2: well, simplistic. It's, it's an annoy. And also, there are probably a lot of other sharp-tooths. You don't just yeah, get rid that's of... That's in The Before Remember, Time, you know- too. <laughs> you, you don't think about, you know
6: you know, Chomper's older brother who's there going, God, when's mom going to get home? I'm really hungry. Well, it's it's
2: like in an American tale when they're like, we're going to get rid of all the cats, and they send, like, five cats on a boat. and yeah. get, But it's like, there are more cats. There are more cats. <laughs>
5: well, And then you got to keep in mind, like, this movie is about so many themes. One of them, obviously, is about, like, diversity. And one of the things that, you know, it's it's sort of like alien invasion movies where humans only come together when they have a common enemy. And it's like, these, all these species were completely isolating themselves from one another, but they're coming together because they have this one enemy and they have a common goal. And like without that sharp tooth, like there isn't as much. They could all just be heading out on their own way, but they can't. They so, can't so survive saying, alone.
1: Sharp tooth, I hate that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
5: you're we're saying we're gonna
6: drown him and we're gonna watch while he can't because he's swim. the only
5: one that's different, right? They're yeah. all they're all veggie sores. He's little,
1: not. all yeah. yeah. talk.
6: His little wimpy arms.
1: Which, by the way, he does has a little thing where he like tries to scratch his nose, which always makes me laugh. We're like, he's He does it a couple times throughout the At movie. least
6: this Tyrannosaur has the proper number of digits as opposed to Rite of Spring. What is it? Is it? Tyrannosaur, Tyrannosaur's got two. Dos.
1: Dos.
4: Yeah. Uh, R- Steven, Rite of
6: Spring, he's technically an Allosaur.
4: Steven, two. you were about to say something? Oh, I was going to say, yeah. So you're saying it's like, without this common enemy, maybe they would have never found the Great Valley because they wouldn't have mobilized and come mm. together. It's like maybe only one of them would have made it. Maybe none of them oh, would have no. made it. Well, then... And it,
5: Oh, sorry. Oh,
1: no, I was just gonna say, like, well now that's kind of an interesting thing about the movie is like well, cause Sarah even says at one point, she says, I'm not afraid to be alone. Right. And then she kind of ha- comes around to this idea of trusting others and being part of this group. And so it is it is. Yeah, the is scene of her something. being too
4: stubborn to sleep with them and it was cold. And like that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie is where she's like like she has to put aside her pride right. in order to go yeah. nap with everybody, get that in the was cuddle so cute puddle.
2: when they were all napping together. But also, to yeah. so
4: Sarah's credit, just so we're not being a jerk to Sarah.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Is, is <laughs> that she, she? Yeah, Sarah. She You're is, too hard headed, Sarah. <laughs> she is right about the, the Sharp Tooth being alive and they don't believe her. And then she she's like trying to tell them, like, well, Sharp Tooth. You know, and it's like. Well, it's like the little boy who cried wolf. Correct. That's true. That's, it's a, that's it's why. It's a little triceratops.
6: Well, no, old, and but she, wasn't, she wasn't sharp tooth. She's also
2: telling lying them. The first time. Well, she, she was saying like, yeah, and I fought him off. Or right. I bet she's lying about,
1: <laughs> but she wasn't lying about him existing. No, but alive, she but. just. She sort she's sort just a
2: she's nasty
3: person
6: and the other dinosaurs are like, you're an unpleasant person. The other, she was raised
2: that way. It's daddy's fault. <laughs> well, well
1: and
6: So I always feel we like... You can't blame dad. Well, where was Mommy Tops? That's true. I don't think she had one We didn't lines. see Daddy Foot or Mommy <laughs> Tops in the picture. Spike had nobody. So we... Ass- I'm going to assume... And he turned pla- out the
2: best. See? Parents <laughs> well, ruin their yeah. children. So, this,
1: that's, so the that's actually what I want
5: to get to is the, the other major theme <laughs> of this oh, whole movie <laughs> and that's why I think this movie is like ageless. You can watch us at any age Someone and you say, will get land before timeless. Yeah. You will <laughs> you will always get something better out of this. And and so I look at this from a very different perspective today. Like I'm now at age where I actually like want to have children. That's something I never wanted before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I look at younger kids today, I actually am very I hate hearing older generations complain about younger generations because I really believe they're generally always going to be better than us yeah. and they'll be better than them and so on and so forth.
2: Or if they're not better, it looks bad on us because we're the ones ones who raised them.
5: (laughs) And so this movie is about kids growing up and it's like they have like, she will always be part of Littlefoot because she has, she raised, so she'll be a part of him, but it's also about him like finding out who he is and letting go some of like the bits of her so he can become herself. Same with Sarah. Like, her father like taught her to be tough and strong, but also like these other problematic things that hold her back. She has to like forego them to be the triceratops, the best triceratops she can be. And so they create this new family unit. And that's what's so great about Spike, because by the time they meet Spike, you have this new family unit, and they're essentially his parents. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have parents, so he doesn't have a voice because he literally doesn't have a personality yet. He's uh, he's sort of influenced by everything that they teach him.
1: I, I, yeah. A, a side note here: Spike was apparently based on Don Bluth's Chow Chow Cubby, oh. anyway. which is why that scene is literally I watched yeah. last night, and I was like.
5: I looked at my. We have a beagle, and beagles are just insatiable. Like all they do is sleep and eat. And
2: I was like, the, "He's."
1: I was like, "This is just our dog." <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: so cute. And
1: Spike is even like a dog's name. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. No, that's really interesting. Oh, and just one other thing because we
5: did bring up about how like the Triceratops were kind of like worse um, than like the long necks were depicted in this movie. Let's not forget the scene when all the long necks just like run by all the children and just eat all the food oh, and yeah. head off. Yeah. Like they don't care. It's so, like this movie is so yeah, much Ducky's about tribalism. The family is the
6: most because she came home with Spike and they're like, oh, and they, didn't, they didn't say a word. Yeah. They were just like, whatever, cool. Yeah, so obviously, what what do they call duckies? The the, the big, mouth. the big mouths. Big Yeah, obviously they they seem to be much more accepting because they yeah. no questions asked. They're like, oh, you brought home a, a stay a, a new brother, pet, <laughs> A spiked you know. Daddy Top's probably been like, get this crap out of here. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably like,
4: he doesn't talk much though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's why they kept it. But there. where are
6: all
4: the
2: tree stars? Hom Well
4: yeah, and and that's a good scene too, because it just shows, again, like to me that this is like a war torn country
0: yeah. kind of
4: environment where it's like you, you can't even like well, that's
6: have th- in your baby at the doorstep, just lay an egg in a bush and hope, you know. Yeah, and hope for the, the best. The lizards don't eat it.
4: And that scary notion that you can't even, you know, that like adults can't eat, like not every adult is good, you know. Mm-hmm. That like as a kid, like you're like, oh, that's an adult, maybe they'll help us. And they're like, no, that's like times are so desperate.
2: Well, it's possible they didn't even see him because they are pretty small. True. And these dinosaurs saw this food and they're like, Oh food. Yeah. So, who but oh uh,
4: but that idea that they just ate the thing and they didn't like leave yeah. any, that they just were like this. Well, they
2: left the ones at the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then shout
4: out to Littlefoot for like teaching children a great lesson
5: about like, he sees Sarah trying to get this food on her own and knows like, she's not able to do that. At least not yet, but she needs like the confidence. And so he helps her out, but never says anything. He doesn't tell her it gives her that confidence. Like, being able to help a friend out and do something for them without them knowing and then, like, not taking credit for it. Like, because you know you're actually, like, helping them in a way that they need that they don't realize. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a, a small moment that's actually, like, amazing. She's so happy. He looks happy. He's not saying <laughs> Like, so many people, like, you know, you would expect him to be like, there you go. You're welcome or something. Yeah, but like, he doesn't r- do r- that. back in her face. But yeah. he doesn't do yeah.
4: that. Yeah. Good job, Sarah. Thank he you. gave her a lot more oh. than
1: leaves in that moment. That's true. So, but yeah, you know, they they find togetherness and each other by, by murdering uh, a, a common antagonist. <laughs> Brutally murder him because they hit him with a huge rock where he's like, I'm going to get one. He gets hit right in the gut.
6: And then you just see him sinking. I'm like, that's that. And then he's like at the bottom and drowning. I think
1: some of the deleted stuff was also around that scene, too. I um, believe it. So, the um, yeah, Land Before Time, uh, the highest grossing animated film of all time until The Little Mermaid. Um, this was wonderful talking about this movie. Are there yeah, any closing was... thoughts
4: from anybody? Well, it is interesting that you know, this movie has kind of. An almost like saccharine kind of ending in the sense, but it feels earned. And there is still that sense that like, I actually, I, I take that back. It isn't saccharine, but it is very like, it is a miracle kind of ending like Nausicaa or something like that, where, yeah you know, it is the good prevails and everyone finds a home and everything like that. It's not like once upon a forest where that has a weird, has a very wonky morals uh, that are just like, it's just like everybody else gets to have a happy ending (laughs) except except for you. (laughs) And you're like, you made this person. So I I think this ending is earned because, uh, because of the growing up that the kids have to do. But I like thinking about it now and rewatching it, you know, just a few times I've watched it this year again, like, I think that there is still a general sense that it's almost like, let's give the like let's have this be a happy ending because we know that eventually <laughs> yeah. it it's eventually that this is still a fading light. Obviously, that gets all you know none of that matters for the sequels, but as a single <laughs> entity, the story,
1: se- the sequels are like a a big sharp toothed foot stomping on your mom's tree star. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
4: but th- but it's almost like <laughs> curb stomp by sharp. too. <laughs> the the ending kind of fades into like mythic territory, that kind of fairy tale. Territory, right. so it's Right, and like,
1: it even says, like, generations told onward about this story. That was back in the
6: days before everybody tried to franchise thing. which like yeah. yeah. St- though given they all did have that nice little pose where they all go in for the group hug, which yeah, I apparently all, like, standing up and then Petrie and Ducky get on Littlefoot's so, head and he extends the, the neck and yeah. I'm like, here's your this, Kodak moment.
1: This is actually a cut I'm happy about, which was apparently it was gonna end with Littlefoot saying, like, now we're all together or something like huh. that. And that was, like, cut out, but I... Thank you, because
4: I like it just ending with all of them. Yeah, yeah, they kind of. Like, it's a little vague. It's a little mysterious. Like it,
6: it's touchy feely without being overly sappy, but it gets yeah. awfully close. And if they'd had one little final line, like "Oh, we're all together." You oh, look,
4: mom's t- there. She survived. <laughs> you know, yeah. or, like, or
6: or or, or, or little, like, the where It's like, hi, mom. I you know? mean, that's one or of or those you things. Don't like
4: fossil, remember?
5: You yeah. have it in a script because you don't have the moment oh to see God. it, and then once you see it, you realize. Oh, you don't like it, just it told you that you don't yeah, need the yeah. words it, anymore. It,
1: it is kind of ridiculous that, like, Littlefoot's mom is in the clouds, and then Lion King did do right? that. Like, mm-hmm. not oh, yeah. And month.
5: also, Littlefoot's mom, there's like the whole like pride rock that she stands up on, and.
6: Mm.
1: And it's yep. also like more artfully done in *Land Before Time* in that it's like not really—it's like
4: clouds that look yes. like her, you know. Well, and also Littlefoot isn't necessarily. Yeah, Lion King was
6: actually the ghost. He came back as right. some sort mm-hmm. of undead lion very wraith,
4: very Hamlet. Yeah, yeah.
6: And this big thing things just like, "Listen to me, I am the ghost of Lion's past." Yeah, but it
4: made a good setup for Black Panther. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, and in this movie, in that sense too, it's like, I mean. Littlefoot is special in a way because he's almost like maybe the last Apatosaurus ever born or last long neck. But he's not really like the savior of the Great Valley. He's no. just another... Not to d- like the 10th movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he pulls Excalibur
1: out yeah, of yeah, the... Yeah, uh, yeah. Jesus Littlefoot <laughs> and, the,
4: and the Knights of the We're Dinosaurs. We're as a cameo as the Sharp Tooth. Yeah. But but yeah, it's like this is just a small part in a larger story of like you could almost do that thing of like different groups of dinosaurs trying to get to the Great Valley and. Well, they should tell this story from the sharp tooth's point of view where he's just snapping he's like
6: oh what just hit my what just woke me up? oh and then it's like man i haven't eaten in a few hours yeah i it can little things. yeah so so i
4: think that also makes it less be like grendel s- sappy or less saccharine in a way because mm. you know it's just well it, it's a
2: very realistic i mean well however realistic it is i don't know but it's like i think that's why when i've watched these films Yes, it has a happy ending, but it also is like I don't feel really happy after watching it. Yeah, you know, it's like that was a great movie, but it's like you feel unsettled, kind of. And well, it's it, like, yeah, it, they're happy now, traumatic. but it's acknowledging it's nature. That, you know,
1: it's acknowledging that all these characters are going to pass away yeah. with time. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's but, the, but you can then... see
6: them at your local museum though, so they're not really <laughs> gone, Dax.
4: No, no one's no ever one
1: really ever...
6: gone. You <laughs> can go and see Littlefoot <laughs> behind glass. Um.
4: No it's your local ever, natural history museum no one's ever really gone yeah you know,
5: <laughs> i think the thing that this teaches and it's like really the most important thing it, it teaches because it's gone. it it does this in like every theme that it does like whether you're talking about like social issues like personal issues mental health whatever it's like it teaches kids and this is why i think the happy endings important at the end it teaches kids that change is good mm. and change can be good even though it starts out chaotic and traumatic and it happens to other people. It happens to yourself. It's like, it's about changing your environment, change to your personality, changing your family as your family. Like it's just, it shows all different aspects of your life and how they're going to change. And it might be scary and sometimes might be bad, but like change can be a good thing. So you need to like, you, you have to allow yourself to change with it and well, also
1: change is permanent. Exactly. This this movie's a line. It's yes. not. It's not a circle. Yes. So it's the countdown
4: yes. to extinction. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great point. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. Of like, yeah, embracing change because it's worth. It's worth it at the end. Because otherwise, if you don't, then. You know, if you're even, like Sarah at the beginning, she just would still be running around where the cutoff happened. And, well, and even the earth, and even the earth itself,
1: is changing in this movie. Yeah, like the yes. very formation of land is, has changed. The world and
6: as they know it, literally and figuratively, is changing.
1: I, I know we have to like wrap up because this is going very long.
5: <laughs> um, but uh, oh, I can it's see that no, this is this. short for this podcast. Oh, okay, good, good. <laughs> um, but. I, I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning of the movie because we, we skipped this oh, scene. and all the I think way back in time. It's so important. And gonna it's the scene into. where Littlefoot and Sarah first meet and are playing together. Uh-huh. They don't even know yet. Like, they haven't been taught to not like each other. Yeah. Mm. And it's sh- so you see them right. start out totally accepting, being like, hey, this is great. We can be friends, like, whatever. And then they're taught, like, that they're different. And then you see them have to then overcome what they, like, unlearn Mm -hmm. what they learned. And learn, Daddy like, hey, everything you're going to be taught as a kid isn't going to be. And it shows you, like, you weren't born this way. So, like, maybe you will have problems, but, like, you're not stuck that way. So, like, kids that are angry and, like, they have problems being angry, it's, like, you don't have to be. Like, as you probably weren't. You weren't born that way. Like, a lot of this is just a result of whoever raised you or wherever you are.
2: Yeah. It's like a lot of us, I think try to not be our parents as we get older. Not that there's, you know, not that our parents are all bad or whatever. Well, I can only speak for myself, yeah. but like, you know, it's like you see things your parents do and you're like, I'm going to do the opposite of that. Cause I see what that was. And that's kind of what they're doing in this movie. Yeah. I think.
7: Yeah. Oh man.
1: No. Shout out to parallax scrolling on the credits. I thought that was nice. was <laughs> like, no. Uh, anytime I see like multiplane esque kind of animation, it always makes me happy. Um, me too, the...
2: Max. Me too. <laughs> well, should we should we wrap it all up? Should we tree star this this episode into extinction? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, no. I mean, uh, well, join us next week for when we talk about Land Before Time two through Land fourteen. Before Time Three <laughs> Land Before Time all the oh way up. to Fourteen. I'll,
5: so I'll say this: as I've so I went through, I've watched nine of them. That's that's <laughs> that's impressive.
1: That's phenomenal. That's um, I kind of want to. I mean, there's not that many more. I There's Maybe a trailer. Might just watch them there's all. a trailer compilation on on uh. YouTube. I found of like for all fourteen movies, and oh it, it was my god. It's just like watching. Just You you start with the first one such a high bar, uh, even as a trailer. And then, and then just it just like... goes into free fall. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it,
4: my question, is there actually on record Don Bluth talking about being approached for 2 uh, and rejecting it or anything I, like I that? Don't,
2: I didn't look for anything about Don Bluth being approached, um, but I did, in that article where they talked to the writer, he did say that he was approached. Oh, uh, for, for Lame Before Time 2, yeah. and he said no. Well, he said... Let's see.
6: You should have done The Land During Time and The Land After Time. (laughs) Wouldn't those have been amazing titles? Oh, so
2: this says... The Land After
6: Time is actually uh, a great title. Yeah, And this just says after everything ends, it's just blackness.
2: So it says, none of the sequels match the original's tone or hold up in the same way and they were all made far away from the original creators, including Krieger, who was offered a job as the direct-to-video franchise's writer early on by Universal, thanks to a clause in his original contract. He declined, saying that while he wished the new creatives well, the project was pitched to him as a down-and-dirty, cheap effort. I would rather be the guy who creates the franchise and steps away than be the guy who cheapens it, banging them out for bucks, he explains. All due respect, and God bless them, but I made the right decision.
1: Wow. <laughs> well, good by him. Yeah. So is there a favorite, though? So, I mean, definitely. Yours. The second one is the best of all the yeah, sequels. Of course, because the second one introduces Chomper. Which which is so who, important. Sir, can you grab the VHS of Land Before Time 2 that I... <laughs> I know what's
5: again. honestly, like, so important, because it, it's like... Aww. I love
1: Chomper. Chomper's the best character that we wish was in the first movie. In a way, well, yeah, and it complicates. <laughs> think it, so about that's... all
6: of Littlefoot's and Sarah's friends who Chomper ate.
1: Uh, you no, know, but that's
6: that's the amazing thing about Chomper. Think, you know, Chomper, Chomper's got a dirt. You know, who think Chomper would have all of like, he doesn't tell them. It's like, like, hey, do you see? You know. Billy the you know the Hadrosaurus, you know, I haven't seen him for a while.
4: Chomper's like, yeah, he tasted really good. <laughs> no, because he comes back in a later one. Right. right. But oh, yeah. it's
6: not
5: just that. It's, I mean, you brought up the fact that, like, oh, the T Rex is just a scary thing that chases them. And then in the next one, you're confronted. And the whole thing is about, like I said, like it's about kids growing up and like being able to shape like. They were so yourself. quick
6: to kill it early. You think they would be like, oh my god, it's hatching, snuff it out before but that's, it's out of the air. But
5: that's what's amazing. They learned that like you aren't just bad, like Whatever you are, and so like they're able, to, like he becomes a part of their family, even though it's such a complicated relationship.
6: I still think it would have been fun if they'd smothered him with a tree stuff <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> put him out. Put him um, out. But, but he, the other one is the. Just like the, bi- the journey of the big water, because you get like the most of which, the aquatic dinosaurs. That was number? the one with
6: the, with the crocodile thing we were talking about
5: yes. beforehand. Which, That's, which, right. uh, That's nine.
1: nine. Well, I knew that was eight. Only seven more <laughs> and then, down the line. Um,
6: <laughs> only
1: seven. <laughs> the
5: stone of cold fire. Okay. It's also really awesome. Well, that's uh, such that's a great fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was
6: probably it's like, the asteroid that was supposed to kill them all. <laughs> yeah,
5: it's it's meant to like hint at like they're getting hit by asteroids instead of there being like one giant one. But like you actually, they even
4: have like some mammals in that one. Oh my oh, god! Like little wow. mammals and stuff. So that, see, like that, that one was cool. I said that that to me was the problem with dinosaurs. That like, why do we get these lemurs? I mean, I like lemurs, but like, you know what I mean? I want to <laughs> see dinosaurs. The- why do we have to have other things? Yeah. But but I mean, but at that point, person, why not? There was the yeah. show <laughs> <laughs> dinosaurs? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That
1: was the most accurate. I mm-hmm. felt he um, it? Okay. <laughs> I've seen
6: a fossil of that plaid shirt that that that, that he wears. You
4: that's found that that's in the, your digs. <laughs> you found that,
1: I, I, like, that,
6: that. That that's
1: at the Smithsonian. Miraculously.
6: <laughs> yeah, that's the fossil they don't want you to see.
1: <laughs> That'd be at the Stitchsonian anyway. Quit while you're ahead,
2: but
4: I'm sorry. I'm so.
2: We well, could say the smith so. Mean. Oh no! Huh? Huh? Okay. That's
4: a lot better. Thank you. But, Wait, <laughs> do we want to know what the actual um? plot is of 14 because I want to know where they could take this off. Where does this end? Where does this finally... Actually, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) Littlefoot, a young Apatosaurus... What's the name of this one? Um... Journey of the Brave. Okay. So Littlefoot. I thought that was the next Avengers. Yeah, yeah.
6: Do they get shamed by other dinosaurs? They go up like, wow,
4: you guys are so brave. (gasps) Oh, so this is interesting. So this is like, uh, um, what is it? The King of Thieves Aladdin sequel? Yes. Uh, My favorite of the straight-to-video Disney sequels. (laughs) Um, So apparently Littlefoot has a dad. Um, oh my oh, God! Oh, dad yeah, yeah. Sh- the dad, sh- I guess. Sh- well, no, this is. So he like, did
1: hit it. It's the it. dad from uh, the Good Dinosaur. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so I guess so that's Ash- why he went away. You know, all the family. It's actually on the Ash side. Ketchum's dad. Yeah. Aw. Oh. Oh. Uh, so. Mm. <laughs> um, but I guess of Pokemon. <laughs> Well, and I, and I wonder though, this isn't. This makes it sound like his dad already came back in an earlier mm. movie. But I guess this time his dad is off, like hunting? I don't know. Uh, It's all farming. (laughs) Farming. Um, (laughs) That his father became stranded in the wilderness when the fire mountain erupted, leaving the rest of the herd to go on without him. Oh, man, they abandoned his dad. Oh, my God. um, Maybe there was a reason.
2: Well, because he abandoned them. But anyway, he continue. hit it and quit it. Tell so the like, Great
5: Valley starts getting attacked please, by, like, raptors and stuff. Please like, tell yeah. me that his dad is voiced by Sean Connery.
4: It'll be, ah, oh, I the
0: old Coggle. You're a long neck,
4: you piece of shit. <laughs> um, Whoa, well, Barry Bostwick was Grandpa Longneck in this one. Well.
1: Oh, it's interesting because. It was Daddy the, Neck. That's um, further proof that um, well, there we, were scenes cut because Littlefoot's grandfather was credited as bill irwin but he doesn't say anything in the movie yeah oh. so that's a, another implication that there was like cut material
4: well this is crazy this directed video of Four time 14 has a bigger like not- notable cast than the original because reba mcintyre is Edda. i don't know who that is like i don't know who Edda is in yeah. this movie um, and then damon waynes jr is wild arms which is like such a cool name um, Wild arms, <laughs> but what? But what I'm thinking is that, like, because that character has no arms. Yeah, well, but he's a tyrannosaur. He's oh, a tyrannodon named named uh, name Eda, uh, played by uh, Reba McIntyre. But no, that means there must be an earlier Land Before Time* sequel where maybe they like discover that his father is still alive wow. or something. Yeah, I think he comes back to the great. Ba- uh, he's
6: the deadbeat the Ploticus dad.
5: Like oh, little buts, buts, beat the little grandpa dies. At some point, oh no. oh no, yeah. So like he loses more family, and he he has a cousin and that shows age up. In all of these so they end up having, cousin? yeah. So they have like a girl. Uh, oh yeah, there's like neck. a girl that's
1: like the looks the to... same as him, just yeah. eyelashes, <laughs> but slightly more pink. She's like she's slightly, slightly pinker. Like, yeah, slightly I, more pinkish purple. That's how it works.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, there is. I think actually there was a direct video short film. Where it's uh, like a holiday one, where it's like Spike gets a girlfriend. Or wait, something. wait, oh, nice.
1: Do you know anything about the Why TV are dinosaurs series?
5: celebrating Christmas? No, I don't know anything.
4: I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I never saw. Hold on, hold on, <laughs>
1: hold on. We've got two. <laughs> We've got two <laughs> conversations <laughs> going on. That's not going to work. What? What? <laughs> what were you talking about?
2: It's before Christ. So it's why before, is there Christmas? Yeah, it is.
1: That's true. Why is <laughs> the there Christmas, Christmas before Christ? The Christmas before. That, that I always wonder about that in the Flintstones series. Why there's Christmas what are they, specials? Yeah. What are they what celebrating? Are they celebrating? So but you've never, but Christian, never you've never seen, never seen, the seen any of the TV series? No. Okay. So unfortunately, we don't know how yeah, deep wh- that wh- rabbit hole... is. Well, where that, in the
4: timeline does the TV show happen? That yeah. Bronto yeah. hole goes. And, well, well, luckily, luckily this, this happened why before time.
6: Guy, why isn't he like medium foot by like the sixth film? Have you guys ever we- seen
1: <laughs> The Good shouldn't Place? should like
2: 1,800 pounds? Oh, on no. Good
1: the Good Place? Yeah. No,
2: but everyone keeps telling me I should watch that because there's someone on that show who's like me. I would just say,
5: if you're wondering about when this stuff takes place, because... Of course, like there's 14 movies. They're no bigger. I would just say Jeremy Baremy. And if you've seen The Good Place, you know what that means. But <laughs> this is before time. So time doesn't have to move forward or backwards.
6: Ooh,
2: time oh. is a flat circle.
1: Just, yeah, There we go. I would just like to write... a flat earth. <laughs> of life. <laughs> or you just freeze yourself in a tube. Sometimes, uh, time's more like a wibbly wobbly. Anyway, so I'd like to note that in my notes, I just have the word sad written in large letters. <laughs> um, we need to put this to sleep like a group of dinos in a giant shark. <laughs> Do you mean like all, print. like
6: all dogs who are about to go to heaven? Like all dogs <laughs> are about to... Um, so, yeah, I went there. So... <laughs>
1: Oh, God. So, all anyway, pods go to heaven. All pods go to heaven this next time. Yeah. Or, that's in two episodes. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, thank you so much to all of you. Yeah. To yeah. Our, our, our fellowship. <laughs> I don't know I keep going back to Lord of the Rings. So our dino, dino squad. I mean, <laughs> it is our like a
5: guild of dinosaurs.
1: Well, and they they have a breaking of the, the fellowship, breakfast club too. of dinosaurs. Sarah is the
5: barbarian in
1: the
6: party.
1: <laughs> he Well,
4: Sarah's the, the Boromir, maybe. Maybe. No,
1: well. Oh, She's oh, the Leroy Jenkins. Can I also say no, <laughs> Littlefoot's the Frodo who tries to okay. go, like go off to find it. And it, but yeah, I guess so. I guess well, I'll buy. A ju- well, we're trying or to decide. Well, is we're trying to
2: decide which of the dinosaurs, which Harry Potter. Hogwarts house they are, which a Lord At- of the Rings character they are, and which Breakfast Club Wait. character they are. Which Goonies characters are they? Actually, oh, Sarah, Sarah is Sloth. Frodo and Sam
5: is <laughs> Littlefoot. Sarah's because Littlefoot's like, like you know, let me let me share the load. Like he's like, let me help. Like don't do this alone. And Sarah's like, I can do this alone. Like, I can do
1: this. I don't need. Yeah, she even I says can't, she can't says, you, I'm not afraid of being alone. alone. I'm not afraid to be alone. Yeah, you're right. And everyone knows Sam is better than Frodo, so. Um. So so yes, Add us, uh <laughs> who you think is who.
2: And which uh which Lamb Before Time character slash Hogwarts House slash Breakfast Club slash Lord of the Rings slash Goonies character and, are you?
1: And what's your favorite unnecessary Lamb Before Time sequel? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Is there
6: a necessary one? <laughs> Is I,
1: there a necessary one? That's the big question. That's the million dollar question. I honestly question. think the second
5: one is Chomper is so Chomper, Chomper is such I, a okay, good character. We can be
1: glad the second one exists just for Chomper.
5: He's such a good character. For
1: him alone, he saves that movie.
5: And I think well, just the the idea of his character is like even though they really like dumb everything down and it is not an adult it's like not you know, it's not necessarily an adult story. If you combine that with the message that come from the first one, it's a complicated enough arc just to have that character be a part of them, that it's like there's still something there. You can glean from it. There's me. something in that one that's not just a Saturday morning cartoon that's like an hour and a half long.
4: I mean, I think I prefer the big freeze where they did the Ice Age crossover, so that's my <laughs> favorite one. Where the little, the little what, Scrat? Scrat, yeah, I guess. Scrap, Scrat Scraps. gets killed by Littlefoot. little <laughs> He gets it, stepped on. Is it That's amazing. <laughs> where is this? Is it Scrat or
1: Scrap? What is his it's name? Scrat. Scrat. Scrat.
4: The little the little
1: saber-toothed <laughs> squirrel. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Addis, um is
4: there anywhere that yeah, people can guys... find uh you, Steven? Uh you can find me at Stephen Ray Morris on all the things, obviously the percast, but um, you know, see Jurassic right. We're mm-hmm. kicking season off season two back off with like a little preseason show of interviews and you know, just come there for not only Jurassic Park content, but for dinosaur content as well. And that, that kind of thing where you see Jurassic, right? Is really about how this kind of stuff affected us as a kid and mm-hmm. still continues to reflect on us today and what dinosaurs mean to us. Which, so check that out. Which yeah. is why we were glad to have you on yeah. for this particular episode.
1: Oh, yeah. so much fun. Thank you. Um, and Christian, where can people find uh, I'm you? I'm at
5: Christian underscore Humes. Uh, you can find all my stuff at Zeitheist, Z-Y-T-E-H-E-I-S-T dot com. Do you know, when does this come out? June be 4th June.
2: or something? June 4th or June something? Yeah, this is the beginning of June. June 6th, I think. Yeah. Okay,
5: okay.
1: Um, so happy Jurassic June yeah. to yeah. everyone. Happy Jurassic June. Um, cool. And that's on, you're at Twitter and, and yeah, Instagram? Yeah, Twitter and, Instagram. Instagram okay, Christian cool. underscore Humes. Awesome. And Grayson, do you have any uh, social or thing that um, you'd like to plug? I do not have a podcast,
6: but <laughs> I do run my own uh, mobile natural history museum. I do have a Facebook page. I post interesting science articles, paleo stuff, zoology stuff. Yeah. So you can follow that at uh, Rock and Roll Reptiles. Look that up on Facebook. And that's, yeah. uh, I'm going to check it out.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just reminded me, like I, I did the... I did your lo- yes, you, you did, logo. Yes, you did my logo. You designed all the art on the website, all my advertising material. I was like, all right, that. But yeah, if you
6: need a graphic designer, hire Dax. <laughs>
1: um, but uh, yeah, like, Grayson, obviously, you've heard throughout this podcast, is incredibly knowledgeable about much of this and uh, knows far more than I or most people ever I can will. destroy
6: all your favorite childhood films involving animals <laughs> with science. <laughs> Don't get me started on the Lion King. <laughs> so, <yeah.
2: laughs> we, oh, we've we already, yeah. <laughs> if you need, if the you're, Lion a, King stole everything.
1: If you're in California and you need uh, an educator for these kinds of things, uh, reach out to Grayson. And uh, Sarah.
2: Instagram. Who are we? Sarah Iyer. Oh, well, no.
1: But Should we do you and then yeah. us? Okay. Instagram,
2: Sarah Eyer. Twitter, Sarah and Julie Eyer. My other podcasts, you know them, The Percast, and then the other one about Weezer. Check it out. <laughs> and where are you, Dax? <laughs>
1: I'm at Dax Schaefer on Twitter, Instagram. Tumblr, Red 2. <laughs> no, um. tree, tree, <laughs> tree star, tree star, tree star. Uh, uh, but you can find yes. uh, us. Email
2: us at thewholebluth at gmail.com. Follow us at nothingbutthebluth on Instagram. We are not on Twitter because we don't like Twitter. But I'm on Twitter, so <laughs> anyway. That's not why. Um, <laughs> we don't like their arbitrary 15-character name limits. Um,
1: <laughs> and uh, Oh, and
2: yeah, and, and thanks again for leaving reviews. Leave us some more if you like us. Um, and don't forget to check out our last episode if you didn't. It was our first non-Bluth episode. And so we have, we have a out. different non-Bluth prepared Yes, very excited.
1: Uh, which you may be able to figure out what it is already. But, we may have um, mentioned and find us on Facebook at our full name, uh,
2: <laughs> which we're not going to say against too So, <laughs> so
1: thank you, and um, I'm glad we finally found the Great Valley. And did life find a way? Life, uh, if
2: we hold on together, <laughs> life will find a way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Littlefoot, you found it! Yup, yup, yup! We did it! We did it together!
7: (laughs) The great valley was all they dreamed it would be. A land of green, of leaves, and life. (laughs) There were waterfalls, grassy meadows, enough tree stars to feast on forever, and grazing upon them, their families.
3: (laughs) 爹
1: More like the bland before time.
2: More like the land before fine. Like, not great, but fine. (laughs) You tried, you tried, you tried. (laughs) No, it's good, we like it. It's good, we (laughs) like
1: it. Good job.